the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, Dave Ellswick Show. I'm in the studio today. I was not supposed to be in the studio today. We were supposed to be on the third floor on House Side in the uh, Capitol, uh, but uh, some wires got crossed up somehow, and uh, some of the things that needed to be done over at the Capitol didn't get done, and so I am not there. Because, I look, I won't go over and do a program if I can't test my equipment. Right. And I wasn't able to test our equipment, so it was just that simple. Uh, I will be there starting Thursday, and Jimmy will be there. He's sitting across from me now. I called him and said, I need you to come now because uh, Doyle Webb was supposed to be on the show today, but he uh, he sent me a text and said the governor has asked for me to be in her office at at the t- at that time. So when the governor calls, I go see the governor, right. and I said, okay, that's fine with me. I'm all I'm all about that. I mean, if the president called, I expect you to go see the president. Right. I'm not expecting Biden to call you anytime soon, Doyle, <laughs> but I just want you to know that if he does, I understand when you go. But uh, so Jimmy is filling in uh, for Doyle. Billy is here from the Bible guys. They will not be on for a few months now because uh, uh, they're on Tuesdays and uh, we're going to be over at the Capitol on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Simone is here. And she's, hey. She can make up her mind whether she wants to come or not. <laughs> she wants to come over during the capital time. She can come over for that as well. Uh, but we had a lot of guests that were uh, set up to come. They have now been re-put uh, for next Tuesday. I'll let you know that the Speaker of the House and the President uh, Pro Tem of the Senate will be there with me next Tuesday, as well as uh, uh, Senator Stubblefield and uh, House Member Bentley. They are the instrumental people behind SB 43. That's the one that's uh, dealing with uh, the gender uh, information that you probably have heard about and about uh, what what. What do we talk? Um, what do you call those folks that want to dress up like women and dance in front of everybody? Drag queens. Yeah, the drag queens. I keep forgetting they're drag queens. Uh, I try to not pay attention to them, but anyway, uh, they're not going to be able to go in schools anymore and perform in things in libraries and things of that nature because of SB forty three. Now it's just it's just a bill right now. It's not an act, or it's not a it's not a law yet. So uh, I was supposed to have them on to talk about it. Mary uh, Bentley got a hold of me and asked me to clarify something, which I will do in a moment, because the left is lying about this bill. It's just like they did about abortion and everything else. They're, they're, they're lying about what the law does. And we happen to have SB 43 right in front of us. And I'm going to read uh, the segment that uh, 
House member or State Representative Bentley asked me to read, so that's coming up here in uh, just a moment. So good morning to you, Billy. Good morning. Good morning to you, Jimmy. Hey, sir. Jimmy's here the whole four hours, man. <laughs> He's here. Yeah, because we start the four-hour show now. I'm on from 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. now, Monday through Friday, and this will give us the time, as we've had in the past, to really start digging into stuff. And then I have, uh, of course, Simone is, is here. Hey. Uh, I had a, I've already had a long discussion with her. Yeah. You know, yeah before that's right. the show started. Yeah. And uh, so we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of things to cover. Uh, the governor has already, you know, really ticked off the left here in the state of Arkansas. I mean, ticked them off. Big time ticked them off. They're not happy. SB 43 has got them not happy. And there's uh, other things that the governor's doing. And they're already, I saw that some of the teachers are starting to yell about uh, universal uh, open, you know, choice, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's what's really got the left. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in, in this uh, today because on uh, Thursday Ryan Norris will be here from Americans Prosperity and a whole lot of guests talking about choice, and I want you to make sure that you join me from 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. on Thursday, so that you hear the the truth before the left throws out all of the propaganda. you know yeah the propaganda they got and a whole lot of uh, smoke screens and things that they that they're going to talk about because they're going to bring up arguments that have no merit zero merit i'm going to tell you have no merit whatsoever and we're going to talk about that and uh, i'll just ask this question to lead you into thursday show when you got a when you got three quarters of your students in a state that can't read beyond a third grade level is a time to do something different. Yes. And especially if 61 cent of every state dollar is being used to perpetuate that kind of education system, is it time to try something else? Competition. Yeah, well, I think you just try something else. I mean, anything's better than continuing to do what you're doing and it's not working at all. And all that is happening is that you continue to graduate kids that can't that don't even have the basics of reading down. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, if you're a proponent of the public school system in its current form, you're a proponent of failure. Well, absolutely. Tell them about North Little Rock again. North Little Rock, okay. I, I love hey, this. This. Is, this blows my mind because a little. It had to be now that I thought about it, uh, Jimmy. Ten or twelve years ago, that they forced that that extra tax on their people, got yes, them to sir. vote for it, promised them their kids would learn better because they're going to have better classrooms mm-hmm. and all the rest. Well, they got a really nice football stadium out of it and a few really other nice. things. And that I'm were a football nice. guy. It's a great stadium. Yeah. It you is just a great. Can't, just can't read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell them what you found for the high school. I, I, in in what Dave was talking about, about 10 years ago, there was a sales tax initiative in North Little Rock, and it got voted in. And my property taxes, I don't live there anymore, but my property taxes skyrocketed. Everybody's doing 
And the promise was we were going to have, this was their motto, was we were going to have world-class education. <laughs> no, and I mean, they really promoted the world-class. Well, they didn't tell you what part of the world. world. It was the yeah. third world. <laughs> and, uh, but they did. I mean, they promoted on their letterheads, on their websites. Everything was world-class education. Well, here's the result of return on your investment. Okay, Nordlock's got the highest millage rate of any of the top ten largest schools in the state and third in the state overall. Okay, now we talk about ROI, return on investment. If you're a businessman, you know exactly what mm-hmm. we're talking about. If you spend X amount of dollars, you expect to get X amount of stuff back because of that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and, so are they getting that over there? No, no. They've lost, we've lost money. We're, we've lost a lot of money. And North Little Rock, uh, when the AD gives letter grades each year for schools, which is, let me go ahead and tell everybody, to get an A, if the Arkansas Department of Education gives assigns your school an A, an A is 79%. 79 Not 90%. Percent of what? 79%. 79% of grade will get you an A. Okay, 79%. Okay, I got wow. it. Uh, so at Northern Rock, you have no, a school, no schools with A, one with a B, which really should be a C, one with a C, which really should be Ds, six with Ds, which should be Fs, and four with resounding Fs. But here's the kicker. The percentage of students at Northern Rock School District, district-wide, that cannot cannot read at, uh, at, at grade level is 75.2%. That's just insanity. Yeah, repeat, repeat that again. We want to keep it this way. Yep. So 75.2%. Over three quarters of the kids can't read but at you know, grade level. But you know who, want, who doesn't want universal school choice, who says that's a bad thing? Superintendent, the probably. Superintendent Greg Pulaski. <laughs> Of course, yeah, and because because right now uh, we pay we pay for his lunches, we pay for the candy on his desk, stuff like that, uh, uh, bonuses, stipends, and bonuses for that. Yeah, and and uh, and we've been through it. Uh, I'll give you another example. Uh, Cabot School Board and Cabot School District is adamantly opposed to universal school choice. And but uh, the real reason I would think is Tony Thurman. What we brought out was in the twenty one twenty two school year. They on his website they showed he made two hundred forty four thousand dollars a year, which is his base salary. But when I started digging in, we found out that that year he actually made two hundred eighty six thousand dollars through thirty thousand dollar bonuses, and, if you, and that doesn't count the reimbursements that he got for fuel oil changes in his car insurance. That was tax free income on on top of that. So the reality is he made two hundred ninety two thousand dollars. And well, I'm in the wrong line of business. Yeah, that's all there and is so, to it. But but 54 percent of the kids at Cabot School District district wide are not reading grade level. Yeah. So what were his bonuses based on? Well, that's the thing. The, that's the, a good question. The, the, they really didn't have a criteria for the bonus. It's just the school board in executive session voted to give him that. Wow. We really like you, uh, Dr. Thurman. We re- pat him on. Pat, 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 yeah. pat. That's on his back. Nice pat, pat, pat. Of course, of course yeah. full disclosure, I'm, I filed a suit. I'm currently suing the Cabot School Board 
for for violating open meeting laws by not doing this by voting on this stuff in public. Right. And so Joey McCutcheon, Chip Sexton, Steve Naparano, and Fort Smith are my attorneys. Are bulldogs, and there's some interesting stuff going on with that. But but not to get off on that, but that's what we're talking about on the Universal School Choice is North Little Rock is a blue collar town. You know, most of the parents, both parents work, okay? So they can't afford private schools or different right, schools. Right. But the but but so basically they have they are kidnapped by the North Rock School District. What option do those parents have? None. None. Universal school choice gives them an option, right? Yeah, it gives them an option, gives them a lot of different options. A lot, a lot of different yeah. options. And uh, the way it's looking right now is that the amount of money that a school district pays for a child to go to a public school uh, by some mechanism, uh, some kind of uh, you know education savings account or whatever, that money will be, you know, put into the school that the student's parents want their student to be in. So it follows the student. That's correct. Well, what will hopefully happen, and it's roughly 70, right now it's $7,400 a kid, uh, $7,400 roughly uh, is what we're talking about. Hopefully, I'm, you know, here I'm a conservative Republican. I'm a proponent of increasing that somewhat. Because I want to invest in real education. Not indoctrination. Education. Well, if you're getting a return on it, it's worth them. That's right. Well, and, and I don't mind spending a little more money if I've got some say in where it's going. Right? I mean, that that's the big deal. Well, and and you just said it because you know let the parent choose, and a lot of a lot of the left. It's funny to me. A lot of the left is. It screams that if you do this, then private schools indoctrinate children when public schools are just full of indoctrination. Right, from the federal level. It, uh, it's just ridiculous with social-emotional learning and stuff like that. All right, we're going to come back talk more about it. Got, got to get our first break in. All right, we're in the studio today, but it's the launch of the new and improved, you know, uh, Dave Ellswick show. In fact, what is happening, we've gone back to the future. Uh, We've gone back to the way it used to be for the future of the answer. And the bottom line is we start at 7 a.m. and we'll go until 11 a.m. Then Charlie Kirk will follow me up. Uh, on every given Monday through Friday. I want to remind you about ICU protection. You want to have the same protection that Nuke One has? You can get it. And Billy Mack of ICU Protection is looking for you to give him a call, set you up for security for your home, security for your business, and... Uh, you know, you won't have to worry anymore. I personally uh, use ICU protection as well. Billy Mack, I pay just as much as you pay uh, for uh, coverage, uh, for the service that I get monthly. And it's not much. It's very, 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 very uh, cost-friendly. It's not any any different, uh, you know, as the other people that have different letters in their name, like ADT and all the rest of them. Uh, but here's what you won't do. Uh, Billy Mack won't send his people out to hook up your door and window sensors, your cameras, and all the rest, and then charge you for them. 
you'll have to pay for them. That's what the other people do. Sometimes you got to pay as much as $600 just to get the stuff put on your home that you want. That's not the way it works with ICU. They hook it all up. It becomes yours, and there's no charge at all. All you're going to do is have to pay for the service. That's ICU protection. You call Billy Mac. Tell him I told you to call. You'll get his, just the same kind of, of service that I did. 501-205-1333. That's 501-205-1333. That's Billy Mac at ICU protection. I got to tell you, I, I'm, you know, I'm coming in later now to do the show and I appreciate my GM doing that because I get an extra hour of sleep in the morning. But by the time I'm ready to come, the cuckoos are out there <laughs> driving into each other. Oh, it was insane driving it's, this it's, morning. It's bumper car time. NASCAR. I had yeah, to really people is. to get out of my lane. You I know. mean, they were coming in my lane. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe Dave just called me a cuckoo. That's <laughs> <what> I mean. <laughs> I'm nuts, but still. I'm just saying, man, it, it can get dangerous. Be careful out there. I don't know. It didn't rain last night. Yeah, but, it did. Oh, did it? Yeah. I was going to say, the, 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 the road seemed a little slick this yeah, morning. Yeah. Well, and I ran it up on a guy doing me. about 45 miles an hour in the fast lane. Oh, so, there you go. Um, yeah, and had nowhere to go. Were they looking so, to yeah. put down a tent? I, they looking I, don't to know homestead? What, I don't know what they were up to, but... Uh, uh, it was it was a situation. And then you got people <laughs> flying around those people, which causes accidents. That's me. <laughs> you say that is precisely what I did as soon as I got the chance. Yeah. So, you, know, uh, you know, I'm I'm Catholic. My sweet grand, my mom is a saint in heaven now. She would say in those frustrating moments, she'd say, "Offered up as penance." <laughs> I try, Grant. It's just hard. Yeah, it is. It's difficult. It's I, still, I try to be positive. I try to err on the side of the positive. But I'm going to tell you what. Some of you make it tough. Yeah. No, anyway, enough. I'm probably one of those nuts here and there, but when I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I drive very, very defensively. I, I, I watch everybody else. Uh, as far as that goes, when I get ready, my wife it drives her crazy because, like, if I'm coming off of a side street on the maiden road, like I come off a side street on Highway Five, and there's another car across the road from me, I'm looking at their tires, yeah, because they don't have their turn signal on. I'm trying to figure out: Are you going left or are you going right? Because if you're going the same direction I am, I don't want you in my door. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, kind of situation. So that's... No, there that's was a day I played I chicken, but that day's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I don't do that any longer. <laughs> I agree. All right, so we did a little talk there about uh, uh, school choice. That's going to be an all-day show coming up on Thursday. Ryan Norris and a lot of other people are going to be there. We're going to have a state legislator from the state of uh, Arizona on with us that worked very closely with uh, the then governor of Arizona, Ducey, who got uh, school choice in at their state. Uh, the the leader of uh, Sarah's group there in the, the administration uh, worked in Arizona. Uh, she, of course, uh, went to war with teachers unions and some others and beat them. And our new uh, education secretaries from Florida. Oh. And uh, he's here, and he was instrumental in changing the school choice there. So I, I think that's her, that's her best appointment. 
Thus far, yeah. yeah. I really think so. Yeah, thus far, it, it really is. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. That that's going that's all starting now. There, the the, the uh, committees are all meeting. In fact, I was supposed to have the head of the uh, House committee on. That is uh, Evans, Brian Evans Cabot, who is my right. state rep, who I hear is adamantly opposed. To school choices. Well, I, I wonder hear. why that is. Uh, he was a school yeah. board member at Cabot just recently. Uh, I think he's only been off a year. Okay, so when they did, well, uh, it's been more than a year because for two years. Well, two years. But, yeah. but yeah, he was. He he was he. I'm gonna go ahead and pick on him. He was one of the ones a few years ago that started this with Thurman on these on these resolutions, not in open session and giving all these bonuses. So who do you think's in his ear about universal school choice? Well, we're gonna talk about that. He was supposed to be on today. Yeah, but we won't be able to have him on until next Tuesday. I just texted him to make sure that he got my text. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick in the studio. Billy's here from the Bible Guys. We've got Simone here from the women's side. Yeah. And we got Jimmy here, and he's my muckraker. All right. And so <laughs> Some he, people call it something else. Yeah, he's going to join, join us uh, today uh, as well because he's keeping up on what's going on politically. He was all excited about coming over and doing the show at the Capitol today because he knew who I had all lined up oh, ready yeah. to go uh, on. And, I mean, we had the who's who today, yeah. but that's going to have to be next was, uh, Tuesday. I was jacked up like a kid at Christmas. Yeah. Thur- <laughs> Thursday. Well, you're going to be back Thursday, oh, so yeah. get excited Thursday yeah. because we've got everybody that's anybody dealing uh, with uh, the uh, school choice issue yeah. coming with us. And we'll start it off with Ryan Norris from uh, Americans for Prosperity. They're having a big, big rally at 11 o'clock at the Capitol. We'll get everybody on before 11 o'clock, and we've got a lot of good uh, people coming in. we got one of their state senators uh, from Arizona coming in that worked with Ducey to get things changed out there about school choice. And uh, as a former governor, Ducey said, in uh, Arizona, we went from zero to 100 in one session. And you can do it. And hey, we may do the exact well, same thing. Well, I mean, thing. They, they proved you can. And, uh, the 19th, though, it is Americans for Prosperity. Here's what I'm hearing. I want to see what you guys are hearing. But I think, from what I'm hearing, that's going to be a huge turnout from the public. That's what I've heard, yeah. too. A lot of people are going to show You're up. Hearing that, Billy? Yep, hearing yeah. the same. Well, we we were talking about it at uh, PCRW this week, so at our uh, luncheon. Okay, break so. break up the, the PCRW. Oh, what is it? Pulaski County Republican <laughs> Women. <laughs> yes. Not everybody should, you know, belong to the organization. All right, so we were talking about there, and I'm sure... Um, We've got this Thursday's the GOP meeting, so two for uh, the county. So we've got that after the rally. Is that is that uh, to come up with the chair for District 1 or District Why, 2? There's going to be quite an election that day. Is that District 2? Um, I don't remember. Which yeah, you guys are in District yeah. 2. It's Pulaski County. I'm in District 1 because oh. I'm up in, in Cabot in Lono County. Uh, the only reason I know that is because I've been having on uh, Colonel Reynolds, and he's been right. working about the paper ballot thing. He got it done in Cleburne County. Yeah, Cleburne County yeah. has decided to go to paper back to paper ballots. Yeah. Right. There's other counties that are, are highly considering it after they hear all, I'm, all the I'm information. All you know, I'm, put, I'm pushing it in Faulkner County. Yeah, well. I wish we'd do it, period, then in our yeah. elections, because um, with all these illegals in, coming in, 
we need ballots that we can verify and that you know because and i i mean i will never win an election again if they keep doing these mail-in ballots with everybody they've let in the country well we're gonna we're gonna be can we uh, just go back to what the law says there's an election day in this country not an election three months right not an election hey mail in your ballot whenever and we'll just count it if we need to that's that's not what the law says if we need to is what's been going on and how many we need I think Billy's hitting the nail on the head. We, we got election day. There is yeah. an election day in this country. Yeah, that's and, what the that's what the Constitution you the day, says. You remember it was such a big day too in the country. It was oh, such yeah. a big day because I mean everything stopped. Liquor stores couldn't open. Remember that? Yeah, couldn't I open do remember the, that. The polls closed. I remember when liquor stores across the nation couldn't be open on a Sunday. On a Sunday, yeah. That's only in like select places like. Arkansas now that yeah. they can't open. Yeah, you know, but but election day is is really lost, and I think Billy's on something because election day is really lost its steel, right? It has. I mean, it that has. used to be the biggest day. In Definitive the, day. Yes, and I mean, and people who work they liked it because you get a couple hours off free. Oh yeah, yeah. They pay you to go. Well, to and and we would go stand in line and chat with our neighbors because they were all there too, and you know, it, it was it was a it was a thing. Well, right? what's your vote worth to you? Is it is, it, is your vote worth enough to sacrifice a little time to stand in the line? And there, you'll stand in line at, at Walmart. So here's the deal. Grover, right here's the deal, and here's the reason that certain parties don't want that to happen. Yes, our generation is perfectly willing to go stand in line, but that younger generation, who will believe whatever the wind whispers in their ear, are not willing to do that. They live in a soundbite 15 to 30 second world, and they're not going to go stand in line for two hours. Yeah, they live in a TikTok world. They're not going to go stand in line for two hours. And guess what? There's a particular party who absolutely wants them to vote because they've got them completely broken. Brainwashed. Right. Just saying. 50 percent of this state, uh, the the numbers came out. Fifty percent of registered voters in this state did not vote in November election. Yeah, doesn't That's surprise sad. me at all. That's a sad statement. Well, look at you know how they get them to sign up to vote. You know, you're almost drum beaded into voting right. to signing up. They don't want to vote. They don't even want to sign up. They're no. only signing up because I can't get you out of my face unless I do sign up. Right. Well, and then they slip those mail-in ballots when they when And they then they use them. somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes two or say. three times, you know, depending on the residence. I, I, I say it all the time, and I get real passionate about it, and then I'll, and I'll say it a little nicer than I normally do, but people sit on their butts on the couch and scream at the TV, Yep. but they won't get up. Yep. Right. They won't get off the couch and go do something. Yeah. They want to sit there and whine, and I, I got to tell you, whiners don't win. Yeah, all we they do, a new all they eat is cheese. Yeah, no, I have yeah. a new with their wine. Women yeah. coming up, so I have softened some in my approach. But there used to be a time when someone started whining to me about anything related to politics. The first question I would ask who'd is, "Well, for? who'd you vote for?" Yeah. Oh well, I mean, no. Oh, oh, so you didn't? didn't shut, I don't talk to you. Shut up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if if all you want to do is whine, anybody is capable of sitting around whining. Uh, if you're not doing anything about it, though, I don't have any interest in talking to you about this. Matter of fact, I consider you part of the problem. Look, if you're not going to go execute the constitutional right you were given 
then stop complaining that it doesn't work the way you want it to work. Period. And uh, it's uh, more than just voting. It's being aware of the of, of what's going on around you so that you can talk to your neighbors about it, so that you can talk to your friends about it, so that you can, you know, spread the word and educate other people. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's more than just voting that goes along with, I mean, you know, voting is a minimum. Yeah. Okay, watch out. Someone's talking serious stuff here. Action. I, I tell you one thing, and I've raised my boys on it, and I tell everybody, I'm a fighter. I, I want to fight. And, you know, I've said. In word and deed. Yes. Well, we won't talk too much <laughs> allegedly, about that. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, I don't think there was any allegedly. I'm not fighting. fighting. There wasn't an alleged. And there's photographic evidence. <laughs> okay, okay, then. Mm. But I, I, I say I like this. The premise alleged. There, there's no shame in losing a fight for right. There's only shame in not fighting. Right. Does that make sense? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And th- and that's what I that's what I try to raise my boys, and that's what I try to live by. Yeah, you never let anybody make you into a rug. No. Yeah. Never. No. no. Never. All right, got to get one more break in here for the uh, the show. Let me remind you about Pat Davis. He's got uh, your health man, uh, your health plan man uh, team, and he can save you extraordinary amounts of money on your health insurance. For instance, over a year, he'll say he'll he'll save you thirty to fifty percent on your health insurance right right off the top. So let, let's just say we'll do we'll do the fifty percent. I'm going to be liberal today because I'm going to talk about the left when we come back. Uh, the bottom line. Uh, if they, let's say they keep, uh, you know, they give you fifty percent back of what you're paying. Let's say you're paying a thousand dollars a month. That's cheap, by the way. Uh, if you're only paying a thousand, that's five hundred a month. Multiply that by twelve. If I if I figure that out, that's pretty expensive. That's yeah. that's well over five thousand dollars. I mean, you get ten. Ten is easy. You get twelve. It's a little bit more multiplication. But the bottom line is, you're going to save that much money. On your health insurance, and that's just off the top. That's not including all the copays you won't be paying anymore. That's including all of the, uh, you know, money you won't be paying because you got to pay that high deductible. I was talking to a guy the other day, said that he went out and bought medicine just before the end of the year, so that his copay didn't end up costing him like three thousand dollars in January. Because that's what he would have had to pay before they would have uh, filled any of his prescriptions. And I, I felt sorry for him. I really did. I run into the same thing. I do these those little like EpiPens that they got that uh, I need for my type 2 diabetes. Normally, during the course of the year, I get two of those pens for $90. And that covers me for about three months, a little bit, maybe a little bit more. If I buy it at the first time I buy it in the first part of the year, which is going to come up here, I got one pin left, it's going to cost me over $500 for those two pins. Wow. Because I got to cover the deductible. So I got that. And that's because I got government insurance. I'm trying to let you know it's because of government insurance. Don't let the middleman steal your money from you. Get your money back. It belongs in your pocket, not in somebody else's. Call or text this number, 501-605-6935. That's 501-605-6935. Ask your question. Talk to somebody. Save money. Or visit them online at yourhealthplanman.com. All right. So do you want to repeat the last part of that traffic report since we were having a weather test? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I think didn't hear that, but I yeah. wish, yeah, I wish that they would allow me to play that when I want to. You know, we stand, I think as a station, we should be able to test when we want, not when they want, because something important might be happening, like you were just giving traffic information. So I-30 is still screwed up coming in from the Benton area. Yes, I-30 uh, eastbound coming in from Benton going into Little Rock. It is pretty much a nightmare this morning. Now, see, nightmare that's situation. what we take. We say eastbound coming into Little Rock so that you don't get confused thinking, isn't that really northbound? No, it's, <laughs> right. e- it's eastbound. It okay. is eastbound. It is, it is, it is eastbound. So, uh, so it's screwed up there. Did they get the things uh, straightened way as far as you know, Pine Bluff and coming up from that area? The wreck is cleared on uh, I-30 northbound going over the river there, but traffic is still backed up uh, on 530 coming in from Pine Bluff and then coming in from Jacksonville on the 167 area and then on to I-40. On to I-30 is backed up as well. Okay, so on I on 67, is it south or northbound? Southbound. Okay, southbound, so it's yeah. coming into the city. So if you're leaving the city, you can take 440 and go around and, and hook up with Highway uh, 67 up by Jacksonville and you should avoid all of that. Should. Not My GPS you will. should take me there, hopefully. Yeah, you'll just have to tell it to relearn <coughs> to yes. go that way. Or you can go go out here to 630, go to 430, go back over to River Bridge, get on Highway 30, and come back against where all the traffic is backing up and go, uh, you know, go eastbound on I-40. So you get to I-30, continue <laughs> until you get 67 and go 67 at that point northbound. So you get around it. Just trying to help. Yeah. Just trying to help out there this morning. So you're saying go ahead and get on 630 like I'd go to Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, you can do that, but take 430. Okay. You know, go over by the Air Force, uh, the, not the Air Force Base, but the, the uh, airport. Go that way. And when I see 430, take it. Well, you can go right out here. If you go to the left, yep. you're going to go and get off and go towards the airport. Okay? Don't go across the bridge. You're going to get stuck if yep. you go across the bridge. But go across, go away from the bridge and go past the airport. Okay. So I can just set airport in my GPS and then set my And address. then keep going. Yes. Yeah. That'll work. All right. Enough. That's, that's that's enough. Okay, I, I'm 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 sure I'll start confusing people if I I keep talking. All right, so we got six minutes until eight. Uh, the left has been going absolutely bonkers about Senate Bill 43. This is a bill that is being sponsored by Senator Gary Stubblefield and uh, House Representative Mary Bentley, and they're two of my favorite people, to be honest. And I, I can hear the left right now. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah. well, that's true. They are. They're my favorite people. Uh, they're good people. They were supposed to be on today, uh, and but because we're not over at the... Uh, uh, the Capitol, they'll be on next Tuesday. But I did talk to Mary uh, Bentley, and uh, she wanted me to clarify something about SB 43 because she says the left has been passing out uh, misinformation. No. <laughs> Say it ain't so. No. <laughs> They've been passing out misinformation. Okay, well, anyway, let me give you some clarification here about that bill. Here's what she said. 
I'm going to read it to you. It says, she says, Dave, would you please talk about that bill and pass this on? Many statements the left is claiming about this bill are false. Page 2, line 7 of the bill states, quote, that is intended to appear to the purient interest. Uh, of course, that word means having or encouraging an excessive interest in sexual matters. So the whole argument that they're making that, you know, if you're in a, a drama club or something like that, you can't do Shakespeare. Uh, you're not going to be able to do um, hairspray or whatever <laughs> is wrong. That is absolutely wrong. If parts in the play are not that way, if they're not sexual in nature, then they're still allowed even if a young boy plays the part of a girl. Thanks. There you go. Okay, so let's get rid of that. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors that, because I'm going to guarantee it you're already going to hear about it. I was talking to Steve over at the, uh, the Fish, and he said he had a friend that works at a hospital that was complaining about it, saying, wow, in the high schools, they won't be able to do Shakespeare anymore, or this or that. And he mentioned two plays specifically, and as soon as I heard him say it, I knew it's because this just person repeating what been told. just was repeating out of the echo chamber, yeah. and here's the key, Look, that's not true. There are only two options. If you oppose this, there are only two options. One, you're ignorant. You haven't actually read what it says, and that can be forgiven because it can be fixed. Or two, you're a filthy rep- reprobate who wants to sexualize young children. And I've got zero, zero interest in letting you have an opinion in anything. There, there are only two up. Op- it's very clear that the bill says, hey, you won't be sexualizing young children, period. That's what it's all about. Well, so repeat the same thing over and over and over again. That's, I mean, you know, that's what really gets into people's heads is they know it's wrong, but they keep repeating it anyway, and and it gets in people's psyche. You know what Billy said about being ignorant because you hadn't read it. There's also something else to that because I I challenge people on the left all the time. I say, have you read this? And they say, no. Right. Well, the reason they don't read it is because they know it's going to have truth and facts, so they don't want to read. Well, that or we go back to the education system where they don't have the ability. I mean, I had to look one of those words up. And oh, I, we did all three. Yeah, Simone, I mean, we're, we're sitting there. there. I've got an excellent education. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're glad you pronounced it, Dave, because we were we were sitting over here during the brain stuff trying to figure out how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, right? sure. That's a lawyer word, but it's, it it's got a good meaning, but it's a lawyer yeah. word, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, the 50-cent word where a 10-cent word would have fit. Right. Yeah. You but know, ignorance can be fixed. Porno, you can't do it. How's that one? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Right. There you I, go. I used to tell my kids, uh, they are by and large adults these days, but I used to tell my kids, I, I'm not worried about ignorance because I can fix ignorance, but stupid doesn't work in my house. You, you are not allowed to be stupid. Hey, dude, so, you can't fix stupid. You can't fix stupid. If you just want to be stupid, I can't do anything about that. I got I got a sign that, seriously, I'm having made now because of uh, who was the comedian from the, the Blue Collar Club that used to talk about you can't fix stupid. I'm 
going to put yeah. that right up over top yeah. of the Bill window. Engel, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. who it was. That's maybe it maybe was. that'll be my campaign slogan. Yeah. You can't fix stupid unless you vote those people out. Thanks so. for coming oh, in, wait. Billy. Simone, thanks <laughs> yes, for sir. coming in. You sit where you're at there, sir. Yes, sir. Jimmy will be back with me in just a moment. Let's take a break. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. We're going till 11 a.m. I'm all for it. All right, let's move into the second hour of a four-hour show today. That's the way to be from now on. We'll start at 7 a.m. We'll go all the way to 11 a.m. And then during the, the session, typically on a Tuesday, I'll be live from the Capitol. That will start next Tuesday, but we'll be live from the Capitol on Thursday. Thursday, we will be live from the Capitol. i got to go over and check my equipment and stuff uh, later today, which I was supposed to do yesterday, but was not able to because of a um, a mess up. Okay, it was a mess up, and we got it taken care of, and so I'll get it checked out today. And I will be on with you uh, from the Capitol on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to see maybe if the governor can join us on Thursday, if not, the next Tuesday for sure. So we're working on a lot of different things. Uh, what we were talking about when we left in the last uh, segment of the first hour is SB 43. Now, SB 43 deals with uh, the drag queen issue that's been going on in schools, uh, going on at libraries and all kinds of things, and uh, stopping it, getting it stopped. There's no reason for having drag queens at any of those places and having them perform, in fact, after they read a story even at times. I don't know where uh, this suddenly became a educational thing for schools, but uh, I could I can tell you right now, guys. Look, you know that it's wrong. I know that it's wrong. It's not a hard thing to come to to understand that it's wrong. Uh, we don't send our kids to school to be sexualized. Uh, although parents now seem that sexualizing, uh, sexualizing their children is no big deal, all you got to do walk through the clothing of Walmart, walk through the little girls area, and see if they're not sexualizing little girls at very very young ages, and you go along with it. I, I have to say, I that that's bizarre to me. I don't get it. You want to hear something that takes you back? Here you go. I, I've raised eight children, and now I've got 13 grandchildren. But I've raised eight children. My daughters, all the way through high school, had to let me see what they were wearing before they walked. And so did my boys, in fact, because the, uh, the, the big thing about slashing your jeans and everything and having oh, holes yeah. in them and everything was a big deal. And I wouldn't let them wear it. So I, they, they had to pass me uh, and let me look at them. And uh, if you were wearing a, a top that I thought was too short, you went home, You went back to your bedroom, you changed. Sure. You didn't wear it. Sure. Uh, my oldest and my oldest son will tell you this story if you ever run into him. Uh, he wanted to wear a pair of shorts that was just all, you know, cut up and it showed the bottom of his butt. And I said, "You ain't wearing those to school." Yeah. So he yeah. argued for, with me for about ten minutes, and I said, "You're not wearing them." And if you miss school, 
you know what's going to happen, and you're going to lose a, a lot of your privileges uh, by going out and so. So he changed. Well, I I was doing sports at the time, and I went over to talk to uh, the football coach at the school that he attended, and he ran into me in the hallway, and he had those shorts on. He had changed into them when he had got to the school. Uh, a father lives for those moments, though. Well, I, I live for yeah. those facial features when I saw him. And uh, uh, the coach was, was standing there talking to me at the time, and I, and I saw him, and I said, Hey, so what did I tell you about those shorts, son? Not to wear them. I said, What did you do? Change now? Yeah, I changed when I got here. I said, Well, if you could change when you got here, you can change right now. Yeah back to what you had on when you left the house. I'll be standing here with the coach talking for a few more moments. You go change. Yeah. And then we'll talk about this when we get home after school. Yeah, when the young bull challenges the daddy bull. It's yeah, always, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it happens, though. It's good. But I, I did that. I mean, a lot of people now, I'm just saying, I can hear some people right now saying, wow, what kind of parent were you? A good one? You were one of those parents that just, uh, you know, wouldn't let your children do anything. No, that's not true. That That's what you're wrong at. You're, that's not true. But I expected them to go to school dressed the, properly. Now, maybe it's because you don't dress properly. I don't know. But the bottom line is uh, my children didn't walk out the door unless they were dressed properly. Well, and, and you're saying something that is just common sense. Okay? I would hope so. I mean, although I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to believe, I'm starting to sound like my dad. They should put me in one of those commercials. I'm beginning to sound like my dad because he used to quote Mark Twain that common sense isn't very common anymore. And it's no. true. Oh, and, and, you know, it goes back to what we're talking about on this bill and everything. Look, if you want to go, if you're a grown person and you want to go watch a drag show, go. I don't care. I don't care. You know, you, you're a grown There's person. There's places that they have them. Right. Go. Well, I don't care. But, but why do you have to push it? Why do you have to push it on everybody else? You know, you want to have a drag queen show for the sake of telling me that it's your right to have it and you're going to force me to watch it or force my children to watch it. No. They want to indoctrinate no. your children. Oh, God, yeah. That's it's, what that's all about. Yeah. Don't yeah. let anybody tell you anything else. It's about indoctrinating your children. Now, maybe you don't have any problem with that. I hope you do. I I wanted to raise my boys to grow up to make their own choices. And when they became grown, I said, look, you guys are grown men. You make your own decisions now, okay? And But that's where it ought to be. And so, you know, I don't think my boys go to see drag queen shows, but if they do, hey, they're grown men. They can go, that's fine. But when you just start hammering it to, to people that are going, no, I don't want my children to see that. And they, and they basically tell them, well, we don't care what you think. We're smarter than you, and your children need to see this. Yep. And yeah. I've been told that by some teachers before. Yeah, and uh, but you know, it, but the thing about this bill though is people get people get all out of whack, and they, they, they the don't left understand. is lying about it. Sure, because it, I bet you most of them haven't even read it. Most of them no. have been told what's in it, not what have read it to see what is in it. It's it's actually an an extension to a current law, right? 
Okay. And so, you know, the, the section, uh, Arkansas Code 141302, uh, 141302, and uh, this is amended. It's concerning definitions related to adult-oriented business is amended to add additional subdivisions to read. They're just adding this to adult-oriented businesses. It doesn't mean that you can no longer play Tootsie. You, that you can't. That you're not going to be able to get Tootsie uh, on DVD, okay, Miss Tootsie. It's it's not going to be anything uh, like that. It is an extension of the law to amend the law to include this. That's all it is. And to say you can't do Shakespeare or anything, that's not at all what that's it says. That's not what it says. doesn't not even come close to that. It says that if it is, if it is of a sexual nature, yeah. nature, then it can be challenged. Let, if it is not, leave it alone. It's, it's real short. Can I read it real quick? Yeah, go ahead. It's just re- because people don't read it. And, and it's amended to uh, 14.1.302 concerning definitions related to adult or ordinate businesses. It's amended to add additional subdivisions read as follows. Now pay attention because this is what the law says. Left. Or the bill is saying, drag performance means a performance in which one or more performers exhibits gender identity that is different from the performer's gender gender assigned at birth using clothing, makeup, or other accessories that are traditionally worn by members of and are meant to exaggerate the gender identity of the performer's opposite sex and sings, lip syncs, dances, or otherwise performs before an audience of at least two persons for entertainment whether performed for payment or not. This is not intended to appeal to the period period interest. This is intended to appeal to the period interest. That's a sexual interest. That's what that means. Minor means an individual is less than 18 years of age. Okay, and then it goes on uh, to location. Concerning location of adult or in the business, amended to add additional subsection readers, an adult oriented business shall not be located on public property. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Or where a minor can view what the adult oriented business is otherwise offering to the public that qualifies it as an adult oriented business. Okay, so let's stop there. That would mean, let's say there's a strip club somewhere. All right, you can't have windows where you can walk by that that club or a door with a window in it that allows you to see the pole. Right. Basically, or any of the women that are in states yeah. of undress. Yeah. You got you to gotta cover, you know, soap up the windows or something. This is the deal whether it's a male strip club or a female strip club or whatever you want to call it or sexual behavior conduct is taking place. All it's doing is adding drag queen shows to that law. That's all it's doing. It's not saying that the the that the drama department at the high school can't do Shakespeare. No, nope. it's not or, saying that or at all. You can't do, uh, you know, Ricky Lake shows. Um, what is it called? Uh, uh, the one where the the girl uh, Divine played the mother uh, in the movie. Number one, a woman can play Divine's part. Right. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be a, a drag queen playing the part. That's just John Walters wanting it to be done with a, a drag queen. This is just saying, this is talking about adult-oriented businesses, okay, which is not outlawing adult-oriented businesses. This is just adding drag queens' uh, performances to that. I'm not 
I'm not denouncing drag queens. I'm just saying there's a proper place, you know, to do things, and that's what this law is saying. You can't do it on public property. Well, you know, that's given on a lot of things, right? There's a lot of things I can't do on public property. This is just adding to it. Why would you want? Let me ask you this. I want somebody call in. Yeah, I want somebody to come in and, and defend me why you think that that elementary school sh- should have a drag show in their auditorium. Yeah, for or, the second or your classroom, yeah, or in the high school. Yeah, tell me, explain to me why you think that the the uh, let's say the uh, Bryan High School auditorium should have a uh, should put on a drag queen show for the students. You explain to me why you think that's a good thing, and and what's purpose that serves education. Okay, so Mary yep. Mary Bentley, who is one of the uh, supporters of this measure, she's from uh, the House side. She's a representative. Said, as you talk about this bill, Dave, would you pass that on? Many statements the left is claiming about this bill are false. Page two, line seven of the bill states that it's intended to appeal to the prurient interest or to the sexual interest, and uh, that means having or encouraging an excessive interest. In sexual matters. If parts in the play are not that way, then they are still allowed, even if a young boy is playing the part of a girl. Thanks. And I just said back to her, will do. So uh, I have presented the facts to you today. There, here again, we're going to talk about Norwood School District, okay? And maybe there's a reason that there's such a terrible school district, because a little over a year ago, and I fought it, and I got it stopped, and the school board member actually resigned over it. But the theater department at the high school was putting on this play called Puffs, which is kind of a spinoff of the Harry Potter stuff, all right? The problem with that is they were doing a version with it, and I got my phone started blowing up one day from parents and elementary school teachers at the North Rock School District because the high school performs this stuff, and they invited elementary schools to come one day on their first performances. And they're literally, part of the show is literally uh, boys, high school boys, on the stage simulating masturbation. Okay. Okay, and then there were literally things about they're talking about having their first sexual encounters with girls and literally acting out being in the shower and in new stuff. And this was going on in front of the second, third, and fourth graders, and parents started coming. And I got a hold of the school and uh, hit the superintendent and the school board members, and I'm going, what is going on here? I mean, people were upset, and but the but the theater department, the high school, was defending, and they said, "Well, this is on Broadway. This is on." I said, "Well, the, the, the North Rock High School is not Broadway, okay." And so we got it changed, but a, one of the school board members, J.T. Zagreski, he took up for him, said they should do it. Well, I got on him pretty hard, and we went back for he resigned. Okay, good, he should have. Because okay, and because I mean this is this is what this law is talking about. So I go back to when we talk about indoctrination in school stuff. Don't tell me it's not. I give you example after example. This is one of them. When your third grader from elementary school at North Rock is is on a field trip to the North Rock High School uh, auditorium, and the North Rock High School theater department is put on play where a bunch of boys are on stage simulating masturbation, is that what you want your second third grader to be seeing? That's a good question. It's a good question, and I'll tell you what, unless my you know, shows like myself or others bring it forth, 
you'll never know about it. All right, let's get a break in. We got to do that. Uh, it's uh, about 22 minutes after eight. Uh, let me remind you to coming up at uh, 8:30, we're going to hear from uh, John or uh, Sean Hannity. He's up here now on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back with more in just a moment. All right, so the bottom line of what uh, I'm trying to make sure you understand is that this is not going to affect a a high school presentation of hairspray. That's just not going to do that. Now, if if you're a student... And you guys are wanting to do hairspray, and they're saying we can't do it because uh, it talks about gender issues. Uh, Basically, it doesn't talk about gender issues. It just happened to be that uh, John Walters, who is a very liberal director, who, uh, you know, pushed the, the career of Divine, who is a man dressed up like a woman, I think he has passed away, in fact. Uh, and he was in, in a lot of uh, other movies as well. Uh, he was, it was in a, he was in a Western with Tab Hunter, and I remember mm-hmm. that one as well. Uh, the bottom line is, if you got just a woman playing that part, you have no problems. Right. You have no problems, and and there's no sexuality going on in the part. It's just about dancing and things of that nature. That's no problem. So uh, keep that in mind. And if you're doing Shakespeare, there is no uh, problem uh, whatsoever as far as that's concerned. So, you know, keep that in mind. It's a ridiculous argument. This is what the left does, yeah. though. It's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous argument. You know, what we talk about, we're dealing facts, right? Yeah, we try. Yeah, we just read you the facts. Yeah. And I just told you, I just read to you what the sponsor of the bill had to say about it. It has nothing to do with Shakespeare. It has nothing to do with hairspray. No. has everything to do with just having a, a you know a, a a drag queen come to your kid's school why is the question you should be asking for them to perform in front of your student uh, in a sexual manner if, if you're good with having a drag queen come to your school to perform for four in a sexual manner then you're good for a stripper nothing against strippers you know you're good for a stripper to come put up a pole. I mean, it, 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 yeah, because look, you could you could take and cover that under. Uh, well, we're doing that for them to understand how to stay in shape. Yeah, because you know a lot of things that strippers do on poles, unless you're in shape, boy, they are. You yeah. can't do it, and I'm that I, so I've heard. Yeah, so um, I've heard. no, I won't say. So I've heard. <laughs> so I've seen before. Yeah. When I was over in the Philippines, I can tell you, I saw people do things that I didn't think it was humanly possible. Yeah, but here, but here's the thing, you know what me and Dave were talking about is if you want to go to a but I was in the military, I wasn't a grade school kid. That's it. If you want to go to a, a, a bar and and watch a stripper on a pole, go knock yourself out. Nobody's saying you can't, you know. But you're a grown person, you make those decisions. But to this is about sexually oriented businesses. This is putting the drag queen in that category just like it puts strippers in that category. And right? if you want that type of thing taught at your school, then you should be all about school choice so that yeah. there's a school out there that will, will teach it. There you go. There so you that, go. That's just, just enough. I'm at, I've said what I can, can say on this. We've yeah. sp- I've spoken almost 45 minutes on it today. So uh, that's it. All right. Coming up. 
We've got uh, Sean uh, Hannity here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and then we'll be back. You know, uh, my buddy here, Jimmy's going to be with me here until 11 o'clock. We go to 11 today. The new time has started from 7 to 11, Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's uh, talk about a different law that has been uh, put forth. Uh, This is HB 1131 which uh, would introduce the Bentley Law to Arkansas. R.J. Hawks, is a Republican, is behind this. If passed, the bill would require intoxicated drivers to pay child support for the victim's children. In other words, if, you, uh, if you're driving intoxicated, you run into a car, and uh, you, let's say you, cure, you kill the, the, the man of the house or the woman of the house, and they're the main breadwinner, you got to pay child support for that child. Representative Hawk explained that it started for him while he was campaigning, and he met two widows. They explained their hardships after losing their husbands. Quote, one was to a vehicular accident from drunken driving. The other was from boating. And they said that living as parents now in a single family home, not having their husbands has been one of their biggest struggles, said Hawk. This session is all about kids. It's taking care of kids. Or whether it be at the education level, this bill is taking care of kids, Hawk added. Uh, Bentley's law started in Missouri, where uh, Cerulea Williams' son, daughter-in-law, and grandson were killed by a drunk driver. Her grandson, uh, Bentley, was left behind in her care. Last August, Williams spoke to the sister uh, stations in St. Louis. Quote, life ain't the same, and it never will be, said Williams. I made a promise to my kids and my grandson and other people that I was going to do what I could to stop people from driving under the influence. On July 7, 2022, Tennessee became the first state to adopt Bentley's law after Governor Bill Lee signed it into law. Work still continues for more states to adopt the law. Quote, it only makes sense. It's a hardship on the child by losing a parent for no reason, no reason on their own. It wasn't God's will. It was somebody that made a reckless decision to either drive or boat, and they killed somebody, said R.J. Hawk. Representative Hawk explained that the Arkansas HB 1131 would take it a step further than other states. It would include all intoxicants and not just drunk driving. It would also include boating accidents, which Hawk contributes to Senator Kim Hammer as many Arkansans participate. It's more than just drunken driving, said Hawk. Uh, What's the difference between drinking and driving and killing somebody by drinking and boating? Uh, Last statement from him there. And again, it's a good question. So uh, this piece is a a piece of legislation that has, uh, I think, some goodwill behind it, to say the least. Uh, It's like anything else. You decide if you've had too much to drink to get behind the wheel of the car or behind the wheel of a boat. And if you kill somebody while you're in that state, 
I believe that they should be able to come after you for, for everything that you're worth, especially for children that were left behind. Well, and, you know, and I'll be the first to tell you, uh, have I been stupid and driven intoxicated before? Yeah, but, I have. But thanks to God, yeah. you didn't. nothing happened. Exactly. And, and there are times that, by the grace of God, nothing happened. Yes. Okay. And when you get into this law, there's there's really quite a bit to unpack and that I get it. I get the the intent behind it. I get it all. It's the structure it's set up. Uh because uh compensating victim compensation is what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. What is it across the board? Uh what is it across the board in for other crimes? Uh, yes, I think that if if you're out drinking and are uh, intoxicated or inebriated and you have a wreck with a boat or something, it's it's devastating. It, it's devastating to 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 your family. It's devastating to the family it happened to. If somebody's killed or hurt or maimed, uh, that's a life changing event for everybody. There are things you can't take back from that. Uh, so, so it gets into, I think sometimes a debate about, yeah, you know, the the family should be compensated, but I think it also puts it on people to look at go, okay, like I'll give you an example. My father died in prison without and doing life without parole for murder. Okay, he was a mean guy. He should have been in prison. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the one he got caught on. Okay. Okay, but. Because he, the argument is because he did that, I didn't do it. But because he did that, should should my mother or his children suffer because of what he did, so to speak? And when you get into laws like that, that's where sometimes the argument comes in. I'm not taking either side. I'm just saying look at both sides. Because if somebody has a wreck and they've been driving drunk and they kill somebody or a child or something like that, okay, and they're going, okay, you know, you got to compensate uh, the family. you got to pay child support. If you take a child's father you got to pay or mother, you got to pay child support for them you know what support are you taking away from the children of the of the uh, criminal uh if my dad killed somebody which he did and and that family was would say hey you know he took the life of my of the our our dad and so uh he's got to pay the compensation for child support well who's actually paying that at that point, because a DWI will devastate you financially to begin with, and it should. I'm not. I'm not defending DWI at all. But where does it go as far as what are you taking? Okay, what about this family? It's devastating to both sides. Am I making any kind of sense there? I understand what you're saying because if you take the money uh, from the uh, perpetrator to pay, uh, you know, the uh, uh, taking care of the. Uh, child in the family that you've, you know, taken away a, a family member, a, a father, the breadwinner, or a mother, the breadwinner, then uh, I'm taking away, if that person has children, I'm taking money away from them. Yeah. Let's, I mean, I understand yeah. that. You know, like, let's say, let's say, you know, a, a guy or a lady or a mom goes down the road drinking, hits a car, kills the mom with some children, 
and they're saying, okay, now you got to pay child support, you got to compensate that family. Well, by doing so, may actually end up getting into a deal where the the criminals children are no longer allowed that their house might have to be sold to to cover the cost of Correct. that. So what do we, so I'm saying it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, there's two you, you got to look at it from all angles. I yeah. don't disagree and yeah. that's that's I'm sure will be looked at. I think the intent of the law in, in the in like you said it's the intent of the law is pure, right? And but that's where that's where it comes down to a lot of complex issues of how to structure things and do things because you know we've certainly we've devastated a child's life if if their parents have been taken from them from is the remedy for that to devastate more children's lives so to speak mm-hmm. so i just it's it's not an easy issue it's not an easy issue yeah, I, I agree that it's not black or white. No. And we'll have to get R.J. Hawk on and talk to him yeah, about it. Yeah, I would love that. I love it. And I it sounds like Kim Hammer is involved with it as well, and I'm thinking maybe he's – R.J. Hawk is from the House side, and Kim Hammer may be helping from the Senate side. Right. And, and here again, I think the intent is pure. And I, I think, you know, they're trying to do – they're trying to figure out something to do good. But okay? are you going to make – more problems trying to do good than you want to. Yes, that would be the... Okay. This isn't as cut as dry as universal school choice. I mean, yeah, yeah, I got you. That's a a legitimate question that you're asking. Yeah. All right, let's get our break in. we got to do that. It's quarter till uh, 9 o'clock. Don't forget, it's Dave Ellswick's show. We're going till 11 today. 10 o'clock, you're not going to want to miss the show. We've got our... uh, our uh, doctor back uh, with us uh, in the uh, first half hour, and we're going to talk about the murders that occurred out in Idaho. You remember we had him on earlier, uh, what, about uh, three weeks ago, talking about uh, who might do ca- that kind of crime. Well, we think we know somebody uh, now. There's an alleged person who may have done all this, and there's a lot of stuff coming out. We're going to find out what our doctor has to say about all of that coming up at about 10.06 on the Dave Ellswick Show. i got to get a break in before I do. Don't forget about PI Roofing Home Solutions. You need some construction done. PI Roofing does that now, too, instead of just roofing. Uh, their people are good, uh, well-trained carpenters, and they'll be help, happy to do work around your house. They can uh, you know, take care of maybe damage is done by a leak uh, in your roof that needs to be uh, fixed inside your house or perhaps they're going to do what I'm going to have them do for me in the springtime which is fix my deck and I'm going to have them come out and take care of that. They're uh, very well qualified to do it. They're talented. They're people who can take care of those type of things and you know that the big uh, companies that do those type of jobs aren't interested in your little old deck. They want to build a big old house. That's typically how that works. So uh, give them a call, 501-707-3115, same way I would do, 501-707-3115, or visit them online at piroofing.com. Of our uh, 8 o'clock hour, we will pick up on the other side of the news. Typically, we would be going to a... uh, Economic program, not today. Today we stay on the Dave Ellswick Show, and we go all the way to 11 a.m. At uh, 10 a.m., we're going to talk with a doctor uh, who deals with serial killers. 
and talk about uh, his uh, thoughts of about the Idaho murders coming up at 10.06. Before that, we're going to sit here and, and talk about many of the things that are going on at the Capitol. We were going to be at the Capitol today, but uh, we had, we had a, a crossing of wires and some things got screwed up and they have been fixed now. So I will be on live beginning at the Capitol on Thursday. It was supposed to be on on Tuesday, but uh, we're going to get it underway on on Thursday. Thursday will be dedicated to school choice and everything that is going on now uh, at the uh, um, the Capitol as far as the general uh, session that's going to deal with universal school choice. And there's going to be a big, uh, a big, big, big uh, rally uh, at the uh, the Capitol brought to you by Americans for Prosperity. Uh, I will be there at it. It starts at 11 o'clock, but before 11, which is when I get off. So uh, while uh, we have time, uh, I will uh, join on the air with you between 7 and 11, and we'll have on a lot of the speakers so that you can hear some of the things that they have to say before they even have the rally. And uh, Ryan Norris will start us off with Jimmy and I uh, talking about Americans for Prosperity and why they are so uh, hooked up with uh, school choice. So we'll talk about that. I'm working to see maybe if we can get the governor to come on because I know that she is adamantly set up. This is the the uh, this, the time that the legislation uh, legislature is looking at uh, dealing with a lot of children's issues and about kids. That's what A.J. Hawk was talking about. I just uh, text uh, Kim Hammer to see if he's got time to join us uh, during uh, the segment uh, today to talk about that particular bill, HB, not HP, yeah, HB 1131, I think, was the number of that. I'm trying to come up with that off the top of my head. <laughs> and believe me, in another two weeks, I won't be able to do that. No. If I haven't written it down, I will not remember what the, what the title a, of the bill just, was. There's a lot going on, which is a good thing, right? And well, they you. should have. They, you, you should have already the pieces of legislation that you would like to get through the session. You should have already had it written and taken care of by legislative affairs and uh, getting it out to uh, you know the people uh, that are on the committees and stuff to start, con- uh, you know, considering it and get ready for the committee meetings because that's where bills go to die. That's what I always right. tell you. That's where bills go to die. It's uh, a true statement. If they don't get out of committee and get to the floor, they never get Not voted on, and they die. They die in committee. The, the, some, some need to die. Yes, they do. <laughs> There's bad legislation as well as good legislation. And uh, we're going to well, – one of the bad things about uh, a legislative session is that there's a lot of both. And uh, – Jimmy and I are going to do our best each day, look at all the bills that are being filed and and start calling and figuring out 
what is it that you're trying to do and what does this supposedly do in figuring out if it's good or bad and have people on to try to tell you what what it is and we got to be a little patient because the session just started like this yep. but there's not a lot going on a lot of these committee meetings are actually organizational meetings to yeah they'll start yeah. next week more than, more than likely know, i will say carlton wing state representative carlton wing out of north little rock he's kind of summed it up and he's right he said this is this is an exciting time for arkansas well he's all about school choice he's on the education committee we've had him on already talking about it and uh, he's excited and i believe that he is speaking tomorrow or a thursday at the rally yes i believe so and somebody else we got to get on is is senator jane english who's at north little rock i've already sent her yeah. i've sent her yeah. some information asking her to join she's me the on the chair show of the senate education yeah. and we'd like to have her on and i'd like to have brian evers mm-hmm. is it evans 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 mm-hmm. on uh, and he's my state representative that's gonna be an interesting conversation yeah having him on and and talking about uh that because he's the head of the education mm-hmm. committee for the house on the house side so sure is you know th- that's where the uh the problem has been in the past on education uh, has been getting it out of committee. I mean, we were able to squeak one through with J- uh, Jonathan Dismang a couple of years ago, and it was a very didn't do whole, a whole lot. It did a little bit of something. It was better than nothing, or as my daddy would have said, it's better than a stick in the eye. But the bottom line that it didn't do much this year. We want to do a whole lot more. I think what you the difference is going to be is if everything else true, you have a governor that's going to pressure and lead the legislature. Well, she's already said she's going yeah. to she's going to pressure. She's already said she's going to lead. And the other thing that uh, that we're seeing is that we've got the party, and I'm trying to get Cody Highland on too to talk about this. Uh, the um, the platform of the state Republican Party here in Arkansas has a section now that deals with school choice, saying that we'll do everything in our power to bring about school choice. So my warnings to my brethren in the Republican Party here in the state of Arkansas that fight against this, you're, you're, you're fighting against the tide, my friend. You definitely are. Well, I, I need to. I I can't understand why any conservative Republican would fight against it. You know, my question is: Are you wearing a conservative mask? Are you just putting an R by your name to get elected? And in, in writing, they are right. Yeah. And uh, I give you an example that, that doesn't have to do with education, but it's got to do with letting the foxes in the hen house, so to speak. Uh, a few years ago, there's a Lono County clerk, Don Porterfield. Well, she ran as a Democrat, got beat. Ran as a Democrat, got beat. You know, how she got elected clerk is, um, my understanding, Code Red gave me this facts on this, is that one day signing up for the election, she was over by the Democratic table, and she walked over to the Republican table and signed up as a Republican, and then she won. But what we got to do is unmask some people, right? Well, we got to know what they believe. Yeah. That, that's that's very, very important. Look, what what did James Sturch believe? Was he a solid Republican? Yeah. I don't think so. And he's not and he's no longer in the Senate. Bill Sample from yeah. from down in Hot Springs. 
he was not going to run, ended up running because they couldn't find anybody else. And then somebody else stepped in, and he is one, and Sample is out. And it seems like the guy that won looks like he's going to be a solid Republican. Yeah. So these are the things that have, have, have to happen in a party that is changing and getting stronger. All right, a break, and then we're back. 9 o'clock hour, just around the corner on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get into the 9 o'clock hour. I know that it, there used to be another show here, and they talked about your money. It's not here any longer. I think it's going to be aired at a different time. I don't have that time in front of me right now, but I can tell you this much. My show is here now. Yeah. All right. And we're going to talk about your money. We're going to start. Yeah. We're talking about your money and on the state level with the, the state legislature is in session. And uh, we haven't even moved that way yet. We've been talking about just a couple of bills that are out there. Um, we've talked about SB 43, which has got the left uh, all in dithers. And they're foaming at the mouth. And they're uh, telling you a bunch of misinformation. And then you have... Uh, you know, HB 1131 uh, that we just started talking a little bit about today, R.J. Hawks. I sent a, a message to uh, Kim Hammer to see if he can join us because I think that he is a co-sponsor on that bill. And uh, about if you're a drunk driver, you hit somebody, you kill uh, a father or a mother, uh, you may be paying child support for children that that family uh, was trying to raise. So, Dave, Ellswick Show, we go now to 11 o'clock. And just so you know, at 10 o'clock, right after the news, uh, we're going to have a gentleman on to talk about the murders out there in Idaho. He was on about three or four weeks ago. It was a very interesting discussion we had with him. Uh, I got a lot of emails from people saying, man, that was really good about some of the things he had to say. Well, now we've got an alleged murderer. Let's talk about what he thinks the defense might do, what the prosecutor might do, and some of the information that we already have dealing with uh, that situation out in Idaho. He'll be talking about that at 10.06 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But it's 9.08 right now. What do we want to talk about now at 9.08? Well, there's still things going on at the legislature. You know, they're already presenting bills. They're already talking about issues that are out there. We were supposed to be there today. Something happened. We couldn't be there. We will be there Thursday. I promise. Thursday, I'll be broadcasting live from the third floor house side. Uh, and, you know, a lot of different people are going to stop by. Next Tuesday, the people who are supposed to be here today will be with us next Tuesday. That'll be the Speaker of the House and the President pro, to, pro tent. That's the head in the, in the Senate and the head in the House. And they'll tell us what their different chambers are looking at. Uh, we're hoping that the governor will join us. Uh, we're looking. I'm trying to get on uh, Brian Evans. He was supposed to be on uh, at 10 o'clock today. I told him, let's do it next Tuesday. He said, fine, we'll do it next Tuesday. He's the head of the House Education Committee. We're trying to get Jane English on. She's the head of the Senate side of the uh, Education Committee. Uh, this week, they're getting the committees together, all right? Uh, next next week, we should start hearing about the different bills that are uh, going into the meat grinder, as I like to call it, and we'll uh, see what everybody is saying about the different bills. You know, I'm very excited about about your show 
been at the Capitol, and what I want people to really get is you if you want to hear some exciting stuff, tune in Thursday next Tuesday, particularly this coming Thursday next Tuesday, because this Thursday you're going to have Americans for Prosperity is, is put together a really big rally. Yeah, there's a huge they, rally, yes. and they're expecting hundreds upon hundreds of people there. It, it's, it really should be something to see. And what's cool is you're going to have Brian Norris on, who's the, the head of the, for yeah, the state of America. Brian Prosperity. will join us at 7 o'clock. And uh, that's going to be cool. We're going to have a lot of cool people on Thursday. And Tuesday, then you jump right into Tuesday with that lineup. And I'm telling you guys, this is going to be something you want to listen to. And, uh, uh, you always yeah. want to listen to the Dave Elfman oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. yeah. But when, when, when Especially is, when Jimmy's on, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time that I've been able to be at the Capitol again because of COVID in uh, three years. And so it's good that I'm going to be back. In fact, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There, I can't tell you how many uh, senators and uh House members have gotten a hold of me and said, we're so glad that you're coming back because you dispel a lot of misinformation because you let us come on and talk about it. What, what I think is so cool, and that's true because, I mean, I've heard from a lot of them that are excited about uh, the Dave Ellswick show coming to the Capitol. But, you know, what I get jacked up about, and, and everybody knows how I am, you know, I get jacked up about the people that aren't excited. But, okay? Because <laughs> you know how we like to take them on, right? Yeah. So, so why there, why there's a ton of people that are excited. There's some people in the legislature going, oh, man, Dave's coming. Yeah. Because well, they know true. what we're going to do, right? We've been doing it since 2004. Yeah. I think that was yeah. the first year we did it. And uh, it used to be I went over Monday through Friday. Well, after all the years that I've done it, I know that Mondays, a lot of representatives don't make it in in time. Right. Friday, a lot of them are flying out as fast as they can. So you can take those two days out. Now, so I decided we do Tuesday and we do Thursday. And those are going to be must-listen to days on the Dave Ellswick Show. And if there's a vote coming up, and it's going to happen on a Wednesday, and there's going to be a lot of debate about it, I will heartily try as hard as I can to be there on the Wednesday as well. Now, Wednesdays, we always have in the first hour now at 7 o'clock, you always have uh, – you know, Hill, and you have Westerman. Uh, and uh, Westerman won't be with us this uh, or tomorrow in the 735 hour. However, I'm going to see if I can get perhaps uh, Senator Bozeman or Senator uh, Cotton on uh, to talk about what's going on here in the United States with me. I do know that uh, Congressman Hill will be on tomorrow. I've already been notified Good. of that. Good. So, uh you know, if I if I have to go on a Wednesday, uh, we'll be over there, but we'll be talking to our our federal legislators sure. first before we do the state. So just keep in mind. I mean, I look forward to next Tuesday because look, we're going to have the Speaker of the House and the President Pro Tem on same time. That will give you a great overview of what the Senate and the House are wanting to do. And that's important for you to hear. In the session, Tuesday and Thursdays are meat days, anyhow. Yeah. That's where you get your meat. I would think so. Yeah. You know, that's why we're doing doing Tuesday and Thursday. And my uh, new GM, uh, John, uh, you know, uh, uh, told me he wanted to make it, uh, you know, those days special days. He didn't want me there every day because then it's not special. 
He says, I want you to be there Tuesday and Thursday because you think that's when all the work's going to be done? Well, let's do it then, and that way everybody will want to be part of the Dave Ellswick Show. And so I agree with that. I'm not going to disagree with that. Oh, I, I just can't even, you know, I, I sit here and run through my mind because oh, you're going to be there the entire session and just the number of different guests over that period of time. Oh, yeah. That it's going to be really good. You know, and don't think it's only going to be Republicans. That's never been the case. I can tell you probably the two people who have been on, or three people that have been on most on my show that aren't Republicans are uh, Clark Tucker. He comes on quite often. Uh, Greg Letting, Northwest Arkansas, comes on quite often. He's the head. He's the majority leader this year, uh, I believe, in the Senate. And then uh, uh, the black uh, legislator. You know who I'm talking about. Which one? Linda Chesterfield? No, 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 no. <laughs> flowers? One, not Flowers. The one that used to be. Elliot. Elliot, yeah. yeah. Joyce Elliot used to come on my show anytime I asked. and But she won't be here this year because she's not in the legislature. Right. right. She might be over there. She might be good to have on, though. I mean, if she's yeah. over there, we'll ask her to come she's on. Been, she's been loud. She's been real loud about the legislative session. I mean, we'll she's talking she a lot on, on Twitter and social media. Yeah, well, we'll have, we'll have to have her yeah. on and see what, what she has to say. You know what's going to be fun to have on? Is there's going to be such a pushback on the big topic, universal school choice? It's going to be fun to get some of these legislative liaisons. Most people don't know about it, but a lot of school boards have yeah, legislative. That. Yeah, a lot of school boards have. Uh, you know, when they elect uh, president, secretary, da da da, they also elect a legislative liaison. And so there's going to be because I've even talked to some con- who are really conservative. In, politi- in political ways, conservative Republicans who are on school boards, they're going to oppose this. Is it because this, the this superintendent told them? Because basically their job is to be the mouthpiece of the superintendent, are they not? Well, they, they shouldn't be, but a lot of them are. Well, sure. Okay. They're going to show up and they're going to yeah. tell the legislators, we, 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 we want you to vote this one. Another thing we need to, that we're going to talk about and uh, that we got to do is, is the Arkansas Freedom of Information. Act because it is actually under attack. Oh, we're going to cover it. Yeah, we're yeah. going to. I, I had, I had to to cut my hand, and Robert Steinbeck cut his hand, and we became blood brothers. Mm-hmm. So that he made sure that I would talk about. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That didn't happen. Okay, that's a joke. Uh, bottom line is he knows that I believe in the Freedom of Information Act, and I, I don't want him to water it down in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I want more teeth put into it. Uh, and we Senator want, Johnson does. Yeah, yep. we want to get a lot of different people on to talk about that. Dan Sullivan does, and we'll talk to Dan Sullivan from the Senate. We're going to try to get on the the Secretary, not Secretary of State, the uh, uh, Arkansas Attorney General. I want to get on uh, Tim uh, Griffin. People know he's been a, a mainstay, mainstay on my show since uh, 2000 when I first got here, when he was down there counting ballots in Florida. So uh, he will be with us, and I want to talk to him about prison reform and all the rest. Of the, and, you know, are we going to build a new prison? Where are we looking at maybe to build a new prison? We'll have to get on Jonathan Dismang about yeah. that 
as well. So there's a lot of different things that uh, we have to. I, talk I'm looking about. for. I, I really am looking for and have high expectations for Tim Griffin as an attorney general. I, I well, I think he's going to be very, very good. I, I want. I want somebody. I, you know, when they say attorney general's top cop, well, we really no offense, Leslie Rutledge, but we really hadn't had a top cop. I think. I think. Tim Griffin is going to be the hey, law enforcement, top cop. You know, here we go. I mean, he's going to get. It's like a new sheriff in town. Well, I was stunned uh, when uh, Leslie and look, Leslie's a personal friend of mine. Uh, but the bottom line is, I would be. I was stunned when she showed up at the governor's rally that a uh, couple of was it last year? I guess it was last year about hate crime yeah. legislation and supported it. Yeah, that is not a Republican place that we stand at no. all, and uh, wrong place for her to be at that time to support hate crime legislation, and and uh, of course the governor didn't even uh, invite uh, French Hill to no. that because he's against hate crime legislation. Yeah. So that's just something. Well, I think we're both glad Ace is gone, right? Well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I think everybody's kind of glad that he has moved on and he has made it very clear that he's running for president. Yeah. Well, good, because you won't even carry your own state. Yeah, well, that, I would think that that's the case. <laughs> All right, 19 minutes after 9, it is the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Don't forget about Eric Coleman. He's the owner. He is an artisan. Uh, you want something uh, unique uh, and uh, want it uh, created, uh, let me tell you, I'm one of the people you can talk to about that for Christmas, for myself and for my wife. I had Star of David's constructed, and in the middle I had the Christian cross put in. Because that, my friend, is in a nugget a complete explanation about what Christianity is all about. And I've got, I, I, I wear that, and I don't ever take it off. It's always on my neck, and it's always on my wife's neck. And uh, he did that for me, and he did a fantastic, beautiful Job. We talked uh, four or five times about it over a period of two years, and I finally got it done. Looks fantastic. I love it. If if I'm ever out and I'm not in a suit and tie, I'm in a suit and tie. Look, I'm not going to undo my tie and do a shirt, you know, dig in in my T-shirt and to show you it. But if I'm just standing there and I got, you know, a, you know, a, a short sleeve shirt on or something, I'll be happy to show it to you so you can see it. He'll do that for you too. He'll do whatever you want. As far as a creation of a piece of jewelry goes, because Eric Coleman can turn your ideas into wonderful, beautiful pieces of jewelry. That's at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh. He's open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. All right, let's get back to it. Again, let me remind you something about SB43, because all over the Internet right now, it's saying things like, and I had some people approach me and ask me questions about it, uh, and said that they had heard that, you know, if a thespian group, that's a group of actors, I like at a high school, you know, drama club, how's that? that maybe that's easier to understand. Uh, the drama club wants to do... Uh, you know, uh, some Shakespeare play or something like that because it has somebody who dresses up like a woman uh, that they're not going to be able to uh, do uh, that play. Not true. 
Uh, bottom line is, and and uh, I talked to State Representative Mary Bentley about this, and she asked me to please point this out to you because it's one of the main topics that the left is using right now to attack uh, this legislation is that you're not going to be able to do Shakespeare. You're not going to be able to do, uh, uh, you know, the, the what's it, uh, Broadway show that uh, Ricky, hair. yeah, hair. Uh, not the, hair, uh, that Ricky Ricky Lake was in. But God. the bottom line that you wouldn't be able to do that show. Not true. It is not true. It, the the performance that is done. Uh, for instance, by a drag queen has to be sexual in nature. It has to, uh, you know, be done to uh, for a sexual reason, and because of that. It's not to be done in a school. That's not why you send your children uh, to school. So they're trying to stop that. I mean, this is an addition to things that they don't allow in schools as it is right now. This would be an addition to those things. So it's a, a Puritan reason, all right, which means uh, excessive sexuality. Yeah, having her, you read earlier, having her encouraging excessive interest in sexual matters. That's not what I send kids to school to do. No, absolutely not. So uh, I want you to keep that in mind. And if you if you have to ask me, Dave, hey, look, what do you mean sexual matters? And I'll answer like I did back in the 70s when they went after when Baker and all of them went after pornography. I might not have a definition for you for pornography, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's well, common sense, right? Yeah, but that's the key. That's what that meant. You know, if you, you know, for all you parents out there, if you want to have your child's birthday party at your house and you want to have a drag queen show at your child's birthday party, that's your business. Let me ask you a question. If you were going to do that, would you tell the other parents that you were going to do that? Well, or would you just let the parents skin their kid and then do it? I think, I think. What your point is good is there would be a lot of parents that wouldn't even tell the other parents this is what we're going to do. Yeah, why? Because 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 those parents would use that opportunity as a platform to indoctrinate your children. Yeah, well, yeah, and wouldn't you tell somebody? I mean, you got friends that you know wouldn't go along with it, and you wouldn't tell them. I tell you what, if you if you were a friend of mine and you did that, you wouldn't be a friend of mine. No, you might. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're we might have a falling out. Yeah, if you're if you're a male friend of mine and you invite my kid to your kid's birthday party and I pick him up and there's a drag queen show, you're probably going to get hit in the nose. Okay? <laughs> I, mean, so. I won't say that I'll punch him, but I will say this. I'll be taking my child back home and... Uh, we're not going to be friends anymore. Yeah, at that point, what well, you know, you know, you say, okay, well, you know, why don't you just set up? Why don't you set up open bar for the kids, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, I'm, I'm, you know, or why don't you show uh, eyes wide shut? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it. Uh, this this boils, guys. This boils down to common sense, and I hate, and I try to listen to all perspectives. And David, tell you, I, I. Do try. I try to get people to come on with me that have a complete different perspective. All they had to do is listen to our discussion about HB 1131, and you brought up the other side, and you start saying might not be as clear-cut as it looks right. about this. And you are right. 
All right, that I hadn't even thought about yeah. that, and that is something that we need to look at. Well, and if we get R.J. Hawk on to talk about it, uh, R.J., be ready. You're going to have to answer that question. Well, and the thing is, is he put together this bill, so yeah. We don't, he may have already factored that in, and he may say, okay, yeah, we get that, but here's what here's But what we haven't right. read about it yet. We right. haven't heard what he has right. to say. We'll find out. It's based on an, a Missouri law, but they're, uh, they've added to it. Uh, for instance, Missouri law is all about vehicular DUI. They've added boating DUI into it as well. And I think maybe uh, Senator uh, Kim Hammer. Right. the one that wanted to expand it in that session. We've got 60 seconds. 60 seconds, I was going to say, and I'm not picking on people, but like Deborah Hedden said at the Arkansas Times, uh, the writers at the Arkansas Times, I have asked them, you have asked them, look, you know, let's have a discussion because they're clearly on one side and we're clearly on the other. And we've asked them to come on. I've asked them to come on with me. You've asked them to come on and say, look, come present your side for a discussion, not an argument. Yeah, but only a the opinion writers, okay? If you're yeah. a reporter, I only have you on to debrief you. Right. You can ask Wickline about that. Right. I've had him on many a time, and I just pepper him with questions about uh, does it do this, does it do that, and let him uh, talk about it. Well, let's take a break. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll finish this up. And we're going to talk about indoctrination. That's it's another segment we're going to do in the next half hour on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get to that. We'll do that now. All right, back with you. Didn't have traffic for us? No traffic? No traffic. Just know that's all screwed up out there. All right, so whichever way you're <laughs> that going. That covers it, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're, no matter which way you're going, you're going to run into bad traffic today. Just, just know that's the case. And, uh, you know, I was trying to tell Simone how to get to Jacksonville without hitting it. And uh, I think I finally got her clear instead of going down, you know, 430 and get into I-30 I and going to the left and going over to River Bridge, mm-hmm. go to the right, get on I-30, get in the far left lane, and take the uh, airport exit, follow 440, take you up and connect with uh, 67 just on this side of uh, Jacksonville, and you got it, you got it right around all of that, that screwed up traffic. But hope she made it to the doctors right. in time. Well, I, I hope she did, too, but you'll probably hear about it if she didn't. Oh, I'll find out next week, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, 936, uh, Jimmy Cavan is with us. He is my number one muckraker. Uh, he is with us today. We're talking politics. And uh, I wanted to throw uh, a little bit of uh, an opinion piece towards him. And, and that has to do with... Uh, the school systems and look the governor has always already taken on on this i i wish i'd held on to the um the statement she made about what education is and what education isn't and i did not uh she said it out as a tweet and i had it and then i got rid of it and i shouldn't have got rid of it but the bottom line is she said that education reading writing and arithmetic that type of thing it is not uh, a lot of the things that we're saying and uh, seeing in the classroom, and that's where HB 23 comes in with drag queens. That's not education, folks. No. That is the uh, the people who are putting that on, trying to uh, propagandize your children. That's what it is. They're sexualizing your children at a very early age. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn around. It's not just about sex. It's about a whole lot of other things. No. And, and I'm going to let you have it uh, well, what- there, Jimmy. 
what they try to mask things with. Everything's in the name, right? Yeah. Everything's in the name. And so what they try to mask it with is by labeling something as social-emotional learning. Okay? And that's where this topic would come under. And it's DEI is what it is. Yeah. And so, but when... I was talking to, having a little back and forth with Julie McDonald, who lives in Conway, and she's kind of a, a liberal voice, and she's openly against um, universal school choice, and she was got on the Conway School Board on the bathroom issue and everything, and you know her statement was to me, and I said it earlier, is that there's no indoctrination in schools. And I hear that from so many people in public schools. I hear that from the left, that there's no indoctrination in schools. And that's just not the truth. Well, if if that is true, then why do we hear DEI, DEI this, DEI that? Okay, for you who say, well, Dave, what is DEI? That stands for diversity, equity, Inclusion. Mm-hmm. That's what it stands for. And a lot of it is completely antithetical to what America is about. Yeah. And so I'll give you some examples about indoctrination in school. And when they talk about critical race theory is not taught in schools, that it can't be taught. You can't teach. Well, yeah, you can because it's, it's being taught. It can if you change its name. Yeah, and that's right. And uh, you know, that's like look at me and say, "Hey, speed limits, speed limits, uh, uh, fifty-five. So you can't do more than fifty-five. Well, I, I do it every day. So don't tell me that just because there's a a law there's not getting done because teachers. The the fact of the matter is, you have uh, teachers that will use their classroom as a platform to promote their political and social beliefs, and that is wrong. And it's been happening. Happening probably since heavily since the eighties. Yeah, and and I'll go. You know, for you young people, you don't even remember, but but I think Jimmy Carter's worst thing that ever happened to public school education. But let's talk about the reality right now. And I'm going to use some examples. I'll use North Little Rock again because I got in a, I got in a big deal over this and I got it stopped. But a couple of years ago, there was an eighth grade science teacher at the middle school named Craig Hardway. And he was now get this, he was a science teacher. But he was playing intersectionality videos in his class. He was playing videos that were anti police. He would make the statements that uh, you know, that police are bad and that they're killing black people and that if you didn't uh, feel that way you didn't need to be in his class. This is an eighth grade science class. Okay. What does Did what, you hear any science in what he just said? No, I didn't at all. No. And and so when I found out about it, some people contacted me. I contacted some administration officials uh, that will remain nameless who would talk to me, and they said, yeah, he's playing these videos in class. You and know, you said, why don't you stop it? Yes. And they said... Well, they they're going. Well, it's kind of complicated. Ah, I said, well, let yeah, me make yeah. let me make it uncomplicated for you. So I went on one of those Jimmy Cavan rants and raves, and I'm standing out in front of the middle school waving the blue line flag, and I'm and they said, well, you know, you can't. I'm not on school property. I was across from it. I said, I can stand over here all day long. It, you know, if you're going to tell me he can talk about that in class, I can stand out here and support the police. And so what happened was they told him to stop. And he got all in his feelings about it. And what was so bad about it is 
he hadn't been a teacher very long, and what occurred to me is he didn't go to school to get a a, a, a degree to teach science in schools. He went to get that degree so he could go to schools and indoctrinate. Okay, and I made that point. Now you change that over to Little Rock School District, which is absolutely a lost cause. Okay, Little Rock School if District. If they continue on the same course. And so about roughly three years ago when Michael Poor was the uh, the superintendent, I refused to call him doctor. Okay. And I listened to the symposium they did right before the school started. And it was about a three-hour deal, and I listened to it, and then I t- said, this is crazy. And then I talked to several people about it, but they said, because I believe the date was that they were starting school that year was August 25th, and they said, look, they boiled it down to this. I'll give you a statement. They said, if 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 the phrase BLM bothers you, and this, this was a symposium to the staff, to the teachers, Okay, and, the, you, and it was mandated that every dis, Little Rock School District employee listen to this. Okay, and they said if if the letters BLM bother you, you don't need to be here on August twenty fifth, which is the first day of school. Right. In other words, you don't need to be teaching your class. Right. Or you don't need to be driving the bus. You don't need to be in the cafeteria. You don't. Okay. And but they took it even further. They went through a long deal about that children as young as two are deciding what gender they are, regardless of how they're born. Mm-hmm. The children's age is two and at four years old. And so that they need to incorporate that into the early childhood learning uh, at the Little Rock School District. Preschool. And into, right. And then into kindergarten and K-1-2 all the way through. They need to incorporate that. And, and uh, you know, that basically they're saying the child can determine their own gender, which is, no, I'm sorry. That's just scientifically not possible. And science has said that. Yeah. And doesn't the left like to talk about science? Follow the science. Follow yeah, the science. They do. Yeah. Well, the science. Unless it goes against what they believe. Right. And and so when you tell me uh, the other deal, Conway School District, back during the whole bathroom policy deal, okay, teacher takes upon herself at Halloween. She comes in. Uh, I wish I could remember her name because she did a post on it. But she comes to to school dressed in a costume with wings and everything and she's the band book fairy okay and she's got these books on her on her body with the wings and everything of books that are very sexual in nature and very graphic sexual books that that uh, the Conway School Board was saying, hey, we're not going to have this here because, I mean, if you read some of these passages, which I won't go into it now, but she came to school and went to school dressed like that and did her classes like that. Well, how is that not indoctrination? So when people tell me there's no indoctrination going on in public school system, no, you're no, no, it's not true. When people say, "Hey, you know, CRT cannot be taught in schools; it's mandated. You can't teach it in school." I'm, okay, well, you know, how come it was being taught in governor's school? Right, exactly. And the deal is, until you control, and I'm not, I'm not getting on teachers. I've, t- I've taken up for teachers. Up to, I mean, I've been a teacher proponent. I've fought battles for them. But when you have certain teachers or administrators 
that put together professional development, uh, which is like continuing education for staff and teachers, and those professional developments are talking about social issues and promotion, things like that. You know, that's indoctrination. I'll give you another one. North Carolina School District a few years ago, I got in a big deal with them because just out of blue, I thought, you know, they they don't memorialize 9-11 in any way, shape, or form. They don't. They don't draw attention to their students that that no. happened. No, in any shape or form. Okay. And since I lived there, I kind of challenged them on it. I said, "Hey, you know, I let it go through nine eleven, and I hit them. I said, "Hey, what happened?" I said, "You know, nothing. Nothing of an announcement. Nothing with the school district. Nothing at schools for nine eleven. Well, one of their counselors and some people got on social media with me. Uh, her name's Gwen Legere. I'll say it because she said it publicly." And she told me, she said, well, you know, the reason we don't is it might offend some of our students and their parents. Okay, you memorializing an attack on our country. And if you memorialize the people that died in those people in the Twin Towers and at the Pentagon and in the planes, by you memorializing them might offend some students or parents. So I tried to get her to expand on that. She said, well, some with religious beliefs, and she finally got down to it might offend some of our Muslim people. I'm going, well, I'm sitting there just and going, this is an educator. This is an administrator at our school saying that we cannot memorialize an attack on our country and the people that were killed in that attack because it might offend some of the students' parents because you're, what she was basically saying because they so I'm saying are you saying they supported the attack on our country so if we talk about that you're gonna it's gonna offend them that's what we got to get out of schools because that's not what we're saying by no. memorializing it we're not saying that they personally took part in the attack no, no absolutely not but to say that we can't memorialize an attack on our country which provides uh, this school and education, the citizens of this country, and the citizens died to say we can't memorialize that. Come on, but but we can talk about and we can talk about gay pride in schools, mm-hmm. gay pride month, right? But we can't memorialize uh, an attack on our country. And I'm not dogging. And when you say that, don't say, "Oh God, Jimmy's anti-gay and everything." No, I don't care. I don't. I don't care about that. What I am saying is. You know, things like that have no business in school. No business in school. You know, if if we spend as much time on learning how to read as we do on indoctrination, maybe we wouldn't know how to read. All right. You know. We'll be back. We'll be talking about this during uh, this whole session, I'm sure, because it's going to be brought up a lot oh, it's going during, the, during the session uh, for the General Assembly. I just got a text back from uh, Kim Hammer, State Senator Kim Hammer. I think he's going to join us at 1035, talk about HB 1131 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Uh, we're at the... Uh, Last segment of the 9 o'clock hour. Don't forget, coming up after the top of the hour, we'll be talking to a a serial killer uh, specialist, best way I can put it. (coughs) And he's going, he had been on before, and we talked about the person that he, you know, he didn't identify any person, but he talked about profiling 
of the person that may have done the killing. And now we have a person who is alleged to have done it. The trial hasn't started. Uh, the person that has alleged that it's going to be put on a trial has given up his constitutional right to a swift uh, trial. He's slowing everything down now. So don't expect maybe they may not even get to it this year. It may be right. next year by the time they get to it. But we, I want to talk to him about... You know, what we should be paying attention to, things that we already know, uh, what he thinks the defense is going to do, what he thinks the prosecution is going to do, and we're going to have about a half-hour conversation. Jimmy's all excited now. I am. I really am. Because he gets to he gets to play like, uh, what's her name, Grace on oh, Fox God. News. <laughs> that's, that's, he's got a big poster of her uh, in his, uh, his work No, area. I don't think so. <laughs> Nancy Grace. Yeah, Nancy Grace. Is a op, uh, she just drives me crazy. But anyway, uh, be interested to see what uh, this what is he stuff. Has I to get say. interested in. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, aren't we all interested in why yeah. do people do and, what uh, they do? Well, and, and Dave will tell you because what I do is not just politics. I get into a lot of um, uh, stuff and in investigations of you know into criminal investigation, death investigation, assault, sexual assault, and stuff like that. So this stuff interests me. So I'm anxious to hear this gentleman because I feel like I'm going to learn something. I'm going to take something away from it. No, you're going to learn today. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. We learned from him the last time he was on. We'll learn from him this time when he's on because he was he was citing chapter and verse criminal code and stuff like yeah. that and uh, things that we had to watch out for. I want to know what he thinks about all this information is coming out and what about getting a fair trial right you know what right. uh, what are we supposed to to be able to do to keep you know the defense saying that the guy can't get a fair trial right. we got we got to talk about that for sure uh today as well and we will all right some other things that we've talked about today let me just kind of uh re-hit them again uh i'm hoping that we're going to hear from kim hammer at 10 35 i'll know for a fact uh by the time i uh, get with you in the next segment but uh the bottom line is i I want to talk about HB 1131. I thought Jimmy did a good job of saying, yeah, it sounds good that a person who is found guilty of uh, a DUI and it kills uh, the breadwinner of the family, the father, mother, whatever, and uh, the family's going to suffer, maybe they're going to have to sell their house or whatever, that the person who got the DUI and did uh, the deed should have to pay child support. That's basically what uh, HB 1131 is saying. Jimmy brought up uh, that uh, this could be a, a methodology that the family that we don't we don't find people guilty because of the sins of their father, right. so to speak. That's that's the biblical term. The bottom line is what happens to that family if you got to make that person pay child care for another, I don't know, maybe one, two children or whatever. How will that affect the children from his family? And and you know what? I, I've got to stop and say, you know what? That makes sense. Well, I mean, it makes sense what you're saying. And if we can get Kim on, we'll ask him that question. Yeah, and I, I'm excited. I'm really excited about hearing from Senator Hammer. He's and, a good man. And, and I think I'm going to be excited just not on this issue, but hearing about issues throughout the session talking to him. Yeah, we're going. you're going to hear from all kinds of people. Look, we, you haven't heard, for instance— Robin Lundstrom hasn't been on my show yet. 
she will be. She is one of the best conservatives on the House side. Mm-hmm. And you, I can guarantee you, you're going to hear from her uh, before long. And she's going to be one. Uh, Julie Mavelow, you're going right. to hear from her. Going to be Anxious hearing. to hear. Anxious you're going to be hearing from Mary Bentley. Yeah. Uh, you'll be hearing from Carlton Wing. You're going to hear from a lot of different people on this show, on the House and on the uh, uh, Senate side. And I'm hoping that we'll hear from the governor from time to time or hear people talking about specific pieces of legislation and things of that nature. And Jane Jane is yep. going to be crucial on this. Yeah, I have sent her a... A, uh, an email. I'm gonna. I'll try to send it Senator again. English is who we're talking about. We want to try to get her on 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 Thursday to talk about uh, what's going on in the Senate Education Committee. We've already got Brian Evans is going to be on with us on Tuesday of next week. He's yeah. the head of the Education Committee in the House side, so we'll get him on and talk to him at the Capitol about education as well you know what i'm excited you know what i'm looking forward to is we can see when we see these individuals testify before committees and for legislation the opponents of stuff of this i want to hear their argument don't you well if they'll call me i'll get them on oh yeah i'll be happy to have them on uh just be sure that if you stand against like sb 43 you come you come with a, a rational discussion about why you are if if you just want to you know come on and spout uh, you know leftist claptrap you know you may not even get involved on the show yeah and the other big issue coming up that we haven't even talked about yet that we're going to talk a lot about i hope in the future is the kind of assault on the Arkansas Freedom of Information. Yes, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about prisons. That's something that we need to talk about. You know, we're, uh, we're going to talk about taxes. Yeah. You know, Robert Steinbuck's on the Arkansas Freedom of Information Task Force. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have some insight because just recently, as uh, uh, last week, they, the attack has kind of started on the Arkansas Freedom of Information Act. Well, I'll talk to uh, Robert. We'll get him on yeah. this uh, Friday. He's always on on Friday. Yeah. And we'll talk to him about it. He'll be here in the studio yeah. to talk about it. So we'll look forward to that as well. All right, let's get a break in. And then we got news coming up top of the hour. And then when we come back, our special guests will talk about the killings in Idaho. And hopefully at 1035. We'll hear from Senator Kim Hammer on HB1131, and that is uh, DUI. You kill somebody of another family, it's a breadwinner, you have to pay child support to the other family. We'll talk about that hopefully at 1035. We're going to start, we're going to step out of talking about uh, uh, local politics for just a few moments. We're going to bring on our our uh, specialist uh, dealing in, with serial killers and, and murderers and things of that nature. He's been a part of the show uh, already, Dr. Uh, Curry Myers is going to join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. and We now have a doctor. We now have a, uh, a person who is alleged to have complete, uh, committed this murder. I got a lot of questions. I got my buddy here, uh, Jimmy, uh, as well. He'll have some questions for you. So let me just start off with this. How does you know, all this information that's been flooding out of uh, the media, uh, how does that going to play out in the courts when the uh, the defense says, "How is how is my uh, my uh, person my client supposed to get a uh, a fair trial?" 
Well, pleasure to be on your show. Thanks so much. Uh, to your point, uh, uh, this is where it becomes difficult in, the, in the, the time that we live in, especially in social media, where there's so much information put out. And I'm sure the defense is going to try to show uh, um, there's basically prejudice that has occurred. And he's been already convicted in the court of public opinion. So being able to get a fair trial is probably going to be one of their first issues that they're going to have. Yeah. I mean, what does a judge do in this? I mean, uh, I'm not a big proponent of gag orders and that type of stuff, but some of that information has got to be controlled, does it not? Yeah, I think uh, law enforcement did a, a, a very good job uh, at the very beginning to try, try to keep these things under wraps. But naturally, as uh, the suspect got arrested, uh, then, you know, all the speculation that goes with it um, gets out and uh, the conspiracy theorists that, that come out and, and he's certainly entitled to his day in court. Um, and he is innocent until proven guilty. Um, so the defense is going to look at um, um, a lot of different possibilities, but the first one is getting a fair um, a fair trial. I think he's waived his speedy trial um, yes. requirements. I think he wants to get right into it, or his attorneys want to get right into it. Um, and probably the, the biggest thing that they're going to focus on is the DNA and whether any kind of cross-contamination may have occurred that um, made the, um, the DNA um, not appropriate or um, suspect. So I think they're going to focus on the, uh, the collection of that DNA. And, of course, this is the, one of the first times that we saw kind of a re-engineering of DNA where they, they had a suspect but they didn't have any DNA, um, um, or the, the suspect was unknown, and so they, they saw a suspect because of CCTV cameras and cell phone pings and things like that, and then they, they go to a family member to be able to see if they can get DNA from uh, 23andMe, which they were able to do, and um, that was uh, pinpointed back to um, the suspect as a result of that re-engineering. So um, I think we'll see the defense attorneys even bringing up how was that done, what kind of um, uh, uh, – did they get subpoenas to do that? Did they get subpoenas from the court? Was it a subpoena to do tecum for documents request? You know, how was that information given to law enforcement? And just a quick question. What do you see the possibility of the defense winning that argument and getting that DNA thrown out? I don't think it's going to. I, I don't think it's going to get thrown out. I think that they have um, done a good job in ensuring um, the collection of that. It's just an unusual circumstance. They did have DNA on the the knife sheath that was found on the person, or excuse me, next to um, two of the victims. Um, there, you know, there's a good chance that 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 sheath fell out um, when he initiated the first strikes against the victim, which which would indicate to me whoever was the first one probably was the intended target um, uh, of all the victims and it you know turned into a rage incident after that and he had to kill other people because other people ended up you know being in, being in the house um, we now know that the crimes probably occurred between 4:12 and 4:25 a.m. 
um, and they had because they had been out late at night, and uh, one of the victims had actually um, got a food truck delivery. A Grubhub delivery about 4 a.m. So there's a good possibility the victims were up. They may have been intoxicated, but they were up at the time that he broke into the home. Um, but the, certainly the defense is going to try to um, show that um, the recovery of the DNA was was done improper, um, and as a result, shouldn't be admitted in the court. All right, Dr. Myers is our guest. He's been a guest on the Dave Ellswick Show before talking about uh, this particular crime in Idaho. People are still very interested in it. We're having him on today to talk about they now have an alleged uh, killer, and uh, he's going to end up going on trial here shortly. I just wanted to, to talk about a lot of the things that we're hearing being discussed a, at this time. What about the person who supposedly woke up? And supposedly saw this guy. Uh, it's uh, it's all alleged right now. And then they didn't report it for, I guess, eight or ten hours. They went back to bed, which to me is just unbelievable. What what are we to make uh, of that, Doctor uh, Myers? Have have you heard of anything like that before? Yes, it's not uncommon um, that um, uh, people who are victims of crimes and uh, they're they're a victim of a, of a crime as well. They 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 ended up not um, being assaulted by the um, suspect, but they are victims of the crime, and it's not uncommon for somebody to have um, a, a, some sort of mental issue. They could have passed out. Um, they could have been scared for their life. We have to remember Maslow's theory of hierarchy of needs that safety and security is the number one thing that we are concerned with um, when it's coming to our lives. They may have thought that the suspect was coming back or hadn't or other people were in the home. So it may be that they decided to, you know, just hunker down and get scared. They could have passed out. There's all kinds of reasons those things could have occurred. Um, so I think sometimes you have to err on the side that um, there probably was some sort of mental issue that occurred to the victim that made them they, they had an inability really to um, focus and ensure that they're calling police at the right time. It, it is unusual that it would be that long, um, but you just don't understand sometimes what's going through a person's mind. Alright, so I've got about three minutes before we got to take our break, so for this three minutes I want to ask you this. What do you believe the defense lawyers are going to do initially when they go to trial with this gentleman? The first thing is they're going to try to throw out the DNA evidence that um, that has certainly is the most important um, evidence that we have. I think also they're going to try to show there's a lot of evidence associated with the use of cell phones. Um, the cell phones were instrumental in uh, in in the person being at the house or being around the house um, 12 times up until uh, the earliest it was in August. So that shows a, a level of stalking and casing uh, the location. 
but I think they're going to try to show that the pings off those cell phone towers are prejudicial as well, and that pings could be common because um, the suspect lived in Pullman, Washington, which is literally less than 10 minutes away from Moscow, and they're going to say, well, if a cell phone's down, maybe it pings to, to this cell phone um, tower. So I think they're going to try to show that the, that the cell phone information is prejudicial as well. All right. Dr. Myers is our guest. Dr. Curry Miles, he's going to be back with us after we take a break. More questions from me and Jimmy here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about East End Towing. East End Towing wants you to know no matter what happens, get you on the, uh, the shoulder uh, and you need a tow, they'll get back to you and they'll get you off the side of the highway, get you where you need to go. Uh, they are a tow and rec- members of the Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed, they're insured, and every one of their trucks is permitted and has uh, standards, and they know how to do private property tows. Uh, they know what to do with your particular vehicle. Maybe you've got a big old camper you drive. They know how to handle that as well. So no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. They've got the answers for you. All you got to do is call them and let them do their job. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. East End Towing. Um, where um, the, the jury is not prejudicial. They're going to make an argument that they are if they're doing it in that area. So I think that's the first one. I think these, the prosecution is going to try to counter the collection of DNA and that if there's any cross-contamination. So they're painstakingly going through a house that was had a, was an incredibly bloody crime scene. It actually was three different levels, so there was crime scenes on three different levels. The amount of potential cross-contamination could be big. Uh, they're going to try to make sure that law enforcement has eliminated themselves from any cross-contamination because um, when you think about Locard's theory, uh, exchange principle, uh, that means that a person can bring something into a crime scene and a person is going to take something out of a crime scene. This occurs all the, all the time. And that's, uh, it occurs with the suspect, but it also could occur with law enforcement work in the crime scene or people who come into the crime scene that were other victims. Um, the other thing is this is a college house, a college dorm, so you can imagine the number of people that have been in that house and the DNA that is in that house. Everything from other blood, semen, urine, all those things um, stay um in the house for significant periods of time. So that kind of cross-contamination is probably what they're preparing. Um, And I'm sure they're going to say that the defense, uh, they're going to try to counter whatever the defense is arguing in that. I think lastly, the use of cell phones, um, they're going to try to come up with timelines and show um, that the cell phones were pinging correctly, that the suspect was seen with CCTV cameras in association with those cell phone pings to correlate the times. All right. Jimmy had one more question for you. Yes, sir. Obviously, this is this has captivated the nation. But as far as prosecutors and defense attorneys ac- across the nation, I'm probably thinking that they're more intrigued by this than anybody, and they're watching this closely. What do you anticipate the effects or that will, this trial and prosecution will have on future prosecutions and defenses across uh, across the country? 
Well, DNA um, collection is being revolutionized every year. Um, when I started working homicides as a homicide, I was a KBI special agent, Kansas Bureau of Investigation, where I worked homicides for my career. Um, the, the Just from the time that I was doing it today has changed significantly. So I think we're going to see more and more um, law enforcement agencies and prosec- prosecutors um, looking at technology looking at reverse engineering of DNA. And of course, there's constitutional issues that arise anytime you have the advent of different types of DNA testing and the advent of increase in use of technology. So how does, you know, how do you collect information? What's the process to collect information? How do we ensure that constitutional rights are not violated as you get that information and present it to juries, I think is going to be the real focus in the future um, for not only law enforcement, for prosecutors. Final question from me. How do you think uh, uh, this is all going to turn out? I mean, we, we, we don't have a whole lot of information yet, Dr. Myers, but do you think that uh, the case thus far uh, is in the prosecution's win column or in the defense's win column? I think the probabilities are with the prosecution. There's there is so much evidence that has been discovered. Uh, uh, I, I don't think that the suspect um, was brilliant. There's a lot of people who says that you know he was brilliant. Well, just having a high IQ doesn't mean you're necessarily you know can get away with um, staging a crime scene. I think it was very sloppy, and he left a lot of evidence. And we're going to see that evidence as it comes out um, even more in court. So I think it's it's certainly leaning towards the prosecution. But bear in mind, um, the defense has a job to do, and they're going to do everything they can to to show that the law enforcement didn't work that scene correctly and that they had the wrong person. So it's going to be an interesting case to watch. And we could, we never know if the plea changes, and there's always a chance that someone may say that they're guilty is a, a, a reason of insanity. So there, we, we don't know. The current plea is not guilty, but we don't know if pleas will change based on the evidence and whether or not the defense thinks that they're able to win a case. All right. Well, I want to keep you on, uh, you know, on our list. We want to call back when things happen and you be willing to do that and talk about this case. No problem. Absolutely. Anytime. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Dr. Meyer, you have a great day. Appreciate you joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 25 minutes now after uh, 10 o'clock. That was some very interesting uh, things that he had to say dealing with uh, this particular case. No doubt uh, about it. And, And he's right. You know, the the prosecution thinks they're going to bring as much evidence as they can. I should have asked him. Does the defense go after the victims in any way, shape, or form. Do you dare do that? Right. Well, they were partiers. Well, they were, you know, this happened or that happened, or maybe they let him in. and, and Villainize and, the victim. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that, that will happen uh, during this. And if it does, that's, that's a very, very questionable mute, uh, move. And I, I do agree that they're, they've got to look, and you asked this question, about where they're going to hold this trial. I don't oh, yeah. think they're going to have it in Moscow, no. Idaho, or anywhere near. They're going to have to go someplace where it wasn't every night and that you weren't affected 
by what was happening in your community dealing with this. I know there's a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I could see where you might be able to make a, a very good uh, argument about prejudicial uh, you know, views. What they got it. What prosecutors also have to look at is is what are they going to present and do to to negate a potential appeal. And yeah, so, they got to be. Yeah, having it there they, to me constitutes okay. There's a already death, a grounds this is a for death, appeal. This is a death penalty right. case. It does. Is what they're looking so at. So they want to have it there and risk it being appealed because they have it there, right? And and, and go in in using that as an argument for an appeal. And of course, Idaho is a state that allows you to pick how you want to sure. be killed. You can be, sure. you know. Poison, basically, you know, by uh, an injection. Uh, I believe you can go and and be shot still in the in the uh, uh, the state. And I do believe they still allow hanging as a methodology. One thing he said that he was talking about the intelligence of the of the alleged killer. Okay, and yeah, because they played that. that right. He was some but genius. Isn't it, isn't it funny though? That when when people become enraged, intelligence goes out the door. Uh-huh. You let that rage overtake intelligence. When he said, "Well, he was sloppy to seem," they said he was intelligent, but he was sloppy to, sloppy at the crime scene. Well, that's what rage does. It takes away it takes away our intelligence. Right now, we want to know why. Yeah, I know the parents want to know sure. why. That that would be the biggest uh, question mark yeah. in my mind. I hope that they can get the guy to say. Well, she spurned me, or he yeah. he spurned me, or whatever. What caused him to go into this rage? Yeah. that's what it was. Why did he want to kill? Or say something you know crazy, if you want to, and say, I just wanted to show people I could do it. Yeah, you know, because he, you know, he's a justice major. Yeah, so that might be part of it. I don't know, but anyway, it's uh, a question Dr. though. It's Dr. Curry Myers will be back with yeah. us. Hopefully you're on when he goes yeah, back. Yeah, I hope so. He's a sharp guy. I enjoyed listening to him. Sharp guy, right? Yeah, he's really, really good. And he'll be back with us as, uh, you know, when we get close to trial, we'll have him on. When the trial is going on, he might become like an every other day kind of guy to go over all the information that is happening. So uh, be be aware that you're going to hear more from Dr. Curry Myers here on the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're expecting a call from uh, State. State uh, Senator Kim uh, Hammer here in the next minute. We're going to talk to him about something we talked about earlier in the show, uh, HB 1131. Uh, that deals with a person who's intoxicated, causes a wreck, kills a person in it, and maybe they're the breadwinner, and paying child support to the uh, children that are still alive. We'll talk about that more when we get, uh, return here on The Answer. Uh, State Senator Kim Hammer, uh, in just a moment, uh, in reference to HB 1131, here is the title of the bill. To provide for child support for a homicide victim's surviving dependent child when the defendant was driving or boating while intoxicated at the time of the homicide and to establish uh, Bentley's Law. Status right now, read the first time, rules suspended, uh, read the second time, and referred to the Committee on Judiciary Committee in the ho- on the House side. Lead sponsor is A.J. Hawk. Other primary sponsor is, uh, on the Senate side, Kim Hammer. Uh, co-sponsors, uh, Aker, 
Brooks, Brown, Carr, Duffield, Eves, McCollum, McKenzie, Moore, Plinkington, Rose, Underwood, and Vaught. Uh, introduction date 112 uh, of this year. Upcoming events uh, 117. Is that today? Yes, sir. Okay. Judiciary Committee, House Chambers, Room 149. So there you got it. It's supposed to to show uh, in in committee today in Room 149. I do not have a time that they're supposed to do. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. is what it, is what the okay. All the so that's meeting today. They're meeting right now. Just so you'll know, they're meeting right now. And let me go back here now and make sure that we're still going to hear from uh, Kim Hammer. Okay, so, all right. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Okay. 10.37, he says. He'll be calling at 10.37. That's in two minutes. All right, we should be hearing from... Yes, and that bill, uh-huh. you're correct. On that Is he on the line? All right. All right. So uh, State Senator Kim Hammer on the line. Kim, we talked about uh, earlier in the show, HB 1131, uh, R.J. is the sponsor. You are a co-sponsor, so you're the sponsor from the Senate side, correct? That is correct. I'm on the Senate side. Okay. So, uh, and I read all the other co-sponsors, Vaught and everybody else that's on this bill. Uh I, I got to agree. It sounds like a good piece of legislation, but we had a couple of just real quick questions for you about it. Uh, does it seem like it has really good support thus far? It does. Uh, this is a bill modeled out of Tennessee, I believe. Uh, got good support over there. And so far, uh, I, I know you don't see many no other senators on there, but R.J. was trying to get it out of the chute, and we're getting that fever pitch now. And um, So I'm sure that there'll probably be some senators want to amend themselves onto the bill as it works its way through the channels. Okay, so I understand as I looked at uh, uh, the rundown on the state website that this bill is being heard in judiciary in the House side today. Is that correct? Um, uh, I'm not sure today. I was saying it was tomorrow or Thursday, one of the two, and I've, I haven't looked at the agenda, but it is because it is starting on the House side. That's, you know, it's RJ's responsibility to get it going down there, but it is going to be heard this week, yes. Okay. It, it is. Uh, I'm just looking at the, the, the agenda for the House Committee today, and it is on the agenda for the House Committee, Judiciary Committee. Okay, so we'll... We'll have more information about it tomorrow. I'll see if I can't get R.J. on tomorrow. What now? Is that this afternoon? I can't pull up my schedule. Is that... Does it say what time? It says 10 a. It says they're already doing it. They're meeting. It, they met at 10 a. They, uh, the House Committee on Judiciary met at 10 a.m. this morning. Okay. And they've got okay. a number of uh, House bills to go over in that committee meeting today. And this so is depending just on the them. chair, we'll figure out if they right. get to it or not. Isn't that right, Kelm? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's always something that's always something to keep in mind for sure as far as this is concerned. Okay, so I understand why RJ is doing this. I read it, it was in Missouri that this uh, passed already and and we're you you guys are adding boating into this. They just had vehicular. You guys are adding boating as well. What what made you want to add boating cuz evidently you were the deciding factor on that. 
Well, you know, whether you're driving under the influence of, um, and, and this is probably the first bite at the apple, because, I mean, you could, uh, you could extend this thing even further out than just, uh, you know, automobile or boating. But there have been situations uh, where people have been either killed or impaired. I know one personally where uh, the woman was impaired with the child, and, um, you know, there is that, there is that, uh, expense that continues to live on. So, uh, you know, if people are going to be impaired behind the wheel of a boat or people are going to be impaired behind the wheel of an automobile, if the end result is the same, what difference does it make and why should we make exceptions? Okay. I want to turn it over to Jimmy because he, he brought up a question that I didn't have an answer on, Kim. So uh, I'm going to let you, you, you field it as well. Is that all right? Yeah, I may not have the answer either, but (laughs) (laughs) there you go. Hey, Senators, Jimmy Kevin, Um, when when I was looking at this, the concerns that that I had is is if an individual makes a choice to drive impaired, and you know, God forbid, there's an accident and other people die from that, or a parent is killed, and so to to put that uh, a situation like that, and then say, okay. We're going to say that that person that caused that has to pay child support for that child. Okay, at that point, that person we already know is going to prison. And so I'm not talking about their sin. I'm talking about people that have to pay for their sin. So it's a, so both so so now we have two families devastated, right? And so my concern is is the the children of the criminal will be uh, affected by this as well if you, generally when you go to prison for something like that, you're already financially ruined. So are we going to are we going to further financially damage the children of the criminal who the children didn't do anything? And so by this, is it a potential to damage those children? Uh, financially to help the other family it's it's obviously it's devastating to both families but are we going to are we going to further hurt other children by this if if i'm making sense yes you are and i I don't know that there's one answer i think it'll be a multi uh answers multi answers to the to the single question so i'm gonna i'm gonna run through what comes off my mind first of all this is intended to be a deterrent that if you, um, as this bill would get out there and as it would uh, become law, if you're going to get out there and drink and drive um, or you're going to drive impaired, then which is you know potentially going to pick up a lot of other things such as marijuana and other things. So that's a sidebar conversation. But if as a result of your impaired driving, you take the life of another income earner in that home, then... You know, you really need to think twice about what you're going to do. Of course, people live under the theory that it won't happen to me. I get it. Uh, But if it happens to enough people and if it puts the thought in people's mind, I don't need to do this because of what could happen, hopefully we'll see some long-term behavioral changes when people think about driving and, you know, being impaired and driving, number one. Number two, um, yes, if they go to prison, but yet even in prison, there are opportunities as they work their way through the system, they get toward work release, uh, that they can earn income. And part of that income is to pay for the child support. There are going to be in prison, uh, which they've already adversely affected their family. And so, um, 
you know that that's a burden that they're going to have to bear the you know as far as income to you know to the family that's left behind because of the perpetrator um again i hope that would be a deterrent to anybody thinking about drinking and driving i'm not just going to screw up somebody else's family what am i going to do to mine which i'm going to maybe judge hard on what i'm about to say but i'll go ahead and say it if you love your family you shouldn't be drinking and driving anyway you can want to drink that's your business but you get behind the wheel you you have to accept responsibility for your actions that you have voluntarily made a choice to put your family in harm's way at multiple levels i mean i understand what you're saying that it, it, it this is a tough call as far as this it's is concerned, no, 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 it's not. It, it no, is, it's not. It is difficult. All right, so let's move. Let me move away from that bill and and go to HB twenty three. I'm sure you're familiar with it. The left has been lying about it, uh, dealing with. Uh, of course, we're, we're looking at all these people that are bringing in drag queens into the schools uh, to perform and things of that nature. And the left now is saying, well, if they if they put this uh, get this passed, it's going to mean that you can't do Shakespeare. Uh, as a drama club or you can't do, uh, you know, the hairspray on stage and whatnot. And I talked to uh, State Representative Mary Bentley, and and she said that she wanted everybody to understand that this must be a pure uh, type of situation, a sexual situation with a with these drag queens that if it's not uh you know excessively sexual you can still perform shakespeare and things of that nature but something has got to be done something has got to be passed to stop this stuff and i'm i'm i know i'm barking right up your tree here uh senator so i'll, I'll let you talk about it you know it would be nice if those that are of the drag queen persuasion would come forward and say listen we we hear your concerns this is what we think would be a reasonable balance but i haven't seen that happen yet so what that tells me in the absence of that happening is that they know exactly what they're doing and they want it to be explicit and they want it to be sexually explicit in nature you can't make it out to be anything but sexually explicit in nature because it changes the sex of the individual that's doing it and so you go back to the foundation of why drag queens even exist they cannot separate the conversation of it being sexually explicit because of the alteration of the sex in the first place um and and what it and what it portrays um shakespeare you know uh, i failed that class uh, I, don't <laughs> was, I don't i don't know if he was a i don't know if he was a drag queen or not his appearance you know, I think was customary to the day. Again, I failed that class, so I'm, I may be called out by your listening audience. But I think when I would like to think that when Shakespeare was doing what he was doing, it was not with the intent of what drag queens are doing today. And so to draw an equal comparison between Shakespeare and what drag queens are intending to do today, which is to uh, pervert the minds of young children to say this is an acceptable lifestyle that has no unintended consequences. I don't think you. I don't think there's an argument that could be made of equal comparison, comparing the two. Indoctrination is what we're talking about. 
and, indoctrination. Uh, yeah, and, and brainwashing, whichever yes, one you want to call it. Yes, exactly, and, and that's a big focus of mine is getting indoctrination out of schools, and this falls right in line with that. I love this legislation. Yeah, I am all all for it. Gary Stubblefield, uh, state senator and state representative Mary Bentley have done us a great. Uh, uh, you know, done some great work on this, and I'll be interested to talk to them as as it goes through uh, the system. So, last question for you, Kim. Well, Kim Hammer with can us. Can I say something? Yeah, go you, ahead. Before you go on, can I say something? Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to throw a blanket over all teachers or over all schools. There are good public schools out there. There are great public school teachers, private teachers that do not want this and the ones that are getting the attention i just want to make sure people don't throw an entire blanket over the entire public school system or over all the teachers because there are teachers out there and school systems i think that want this kind of protection so that they can keep it at bay and the legality of the law not be used against them that would force them to have to allow it in their schools. So there are schools and there are teachers out there, I think, that want this so that they can point to it and say, we can't do it because. And that's where we have to learn to protect each other. Yeah, right. yeah. There's, there, and I agree with you. And, and you know, we're, we're certainly don't want to throw in the public schools under the bus or all the teachers under the bus and saying that that they're against this because that's not true. The majority for, but we do have a reality: is there is a faction of public school education and and teachers that are very much against this bill that they right. want that indoctrination, and we've got to face that reality, right? I think this bill I, does oh, I that. Agree. I, I agree 100%. I just think they're in the minority. Sure. But they got loud voices, but sure. that doesn't make them right. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll let you go on that, Senator. We appreciate you joining us here for a few moments. I will see you Thursday over at the Capitol. I'll come by and wave at you. Thanks. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. That was, of course, State Representative or State Senator Kim Hammer. We'll be back to wrap it all up. Big old bow on it. And uh, maybe put a little bit of sparkles on it as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you here on Dave Ellswick Show. I'm glad you weren't there in the, that last break. And you didn't need to hear that. All right. Uh, anyway, we're done for today. Uh, we got about eight minutes left here. Really, we've got about six minutes. Uh, we have covered a lot of territory this four hours. This is the first day of the Dave Ellswick Show going back to the way this show was when it first came on these stations. It, it started off at four hours. It's gone back to four hours. And I think it's a good thing. <coughs> if you want to know what's going on in your community, I will guarantee you, if it's something that's happening, we're going to be talking about it. And we'll have people on to talk about it. For instance, we had uh, Senator Hammer on. He's a co-sponsor of that uh, HB 1131. I'll get, I'm will get i going to get uh, Hawk on to talk about it since he's the sponsor yeah. of the bill. And, we'll and we get didn't him give on. easy questions. No, I don't think so. Yeah. We, asked yeah. a, we asked the tough questions. We had, of course, uh, today we had Dr. Uh, uh, Curry Myers on to talk about the killings out in in, uh, in Idaho, and I just came across a new story, which we had seen it before. 
we had him on, saying that this guy, evidently, there may be some information that he's killed before. So maybe he is a serial killer. We just didn't know it. So uh, he's a serial killer in that he killed four people this time, uh, allegedly. But... uh, I thought that there's some really good questions to start looking at about uh, the trial and some things that we're going to see the defense do and some things that the prosecution's going to do. Uh, we had on Billy, we had on Simone, and we talked about SB 43. And uh, I'm just going to name that the uh, drag queen bill. Just, how, and just call that. And and you had a great question yeah, for me. Go ahead. How sad is it that we're to a point that that, that the drag queen uh, bill, Senate Bill 43, that we even have to do that. I mean, where have we come from now? I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad we have people in the legislature that are realizing, hey, we've got to stop this. But where did we get to this point? Well, I, I'm going to agree with the state senator, Kim Hammer, on this. This bill is being done to, for two reasons. To stop this specifically. And secondly, to give cover to school districts that somebody comes up and says they want to do this, and they say, we can't do this. And and, we're, and they can say, yeah, you, you know you can't do it because uh, the legislature says you can't do it. Well, Dave and I are not into drag queen shows, okay? Let's make that clear. We're not sitting here saying that you can't have a drag queen show. We're saying, look, there's appropriate places for I'm not saying you yeah. can't have a gay bar. I'm not yeah. saying that. You want to have a gay bar, you go have a gay right. bar. Don't expect me to show up at it. No. I'm not going to be there. yourself out, right? Yeah, but if you're into that, that is your yeah. – that's what you get to do here in, in, the, in this country. You're free to choose to do those things. That's where freedom comes in. Freedom does not mean – that uh, we should put drag queens in school libraries or in uh, school auditoriums doing performances. That's not what it means. Freedom doesn't mean that you have the right to indoctrinate children. That's exactly right. Don't get sexualized uh, children. I do, and I've asked this question before. I'm going to ask it again uh, and see if, if, if Jimmy has one last thing he wants to say, and that is this. When these type of things happen, and they've happened now up in north in northwest arkansas we've seen them there's some other places that you're trying to do it where are the parents Boy, I'm, that's, gonna, that's, I'm gonna ask that question till the day the day i die where are you why are unless you agree with it why aren't you at your school board just raising unmitigated Hades about it? I, I, I say it, I preach it, and I talk about conservative Republicans in that bunch, too. Is You sit on your couch and you yell at the TV, or you read the news and you yell at your, your screen, your computer screen, or your, or your cell phone, but you don't get your butt off the couch mm-hmm. and go do something. Yeah, stop being – you're helping – this happens. Yeah, if you're not fighting it, you're helping it. Yeah. It's that that uh, easy to to to, to say. Uh, you need to be part of the solution, and not and and if you're just facilitating, you're part of the problem. You are a big part of the problem, and we got to stop it. And that means. Everybody got to show up. Yeah, use your voice. Get your butt off the couch. Right. I'll tell you this. If five, six, seven hundred people descended on upon a school board because they were going to do a drag queen kind of let, allow it to happen, it stopped. 
just like that. That's how fast it would And if it didn't, then it's your turn to go to the uh, uh, the election and vote those school members that you're voting on out. Yeah, and, and we see it all the time, and the, the coyotes, right? Three sound like 30, but, you know, they show up where we don't. That's right. And we got to get in the fight. Yep. Got to get in the fight. Yeah, got to do it. Jimmy, thanks for being here. We'll oh, see you blast. Thursday. We'll be in. The, we'll be over there in the Capitol on Thursday. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. We'll start it off with the uh, the congressmen. We'll be talking to them. We'll be talking with Lori Lee. We'll talk to her with the Reform Alliance about school choice. All of that and more. Four hours of the Dave Ellswick Show. Woo! I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm all pumped for it. We'll start at seven. We'll end at eleven. Get ready for Charlie Kirk. He's up next here on 1011 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.